listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from Edmond, Oklahoma, where I am happy that my home has not been raided by the FBI or the IRS today. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where I have also not been raided by any federal agencies today. I'm Andrew Hoffman. That's a good day, right? It's like Ice Cube yep. used to say, nobody got shot in the hood today. Nobody got nobody got raided by the FBI or the IRS today. Yeah. Today yeah. was a good day. Yeah, they're definitely doing some trolling of us with those. I didn't even bother clipping them, but the IRS I, training videos and stuff. I mean... Every time a, a video goes that ubiquitous, yeah. I kind of, I just try to kind of almost avoid it because I mean that video was everywhere. Holy cow! Yeah, they. Well, yeah, they're trying to start a civil war. They're building the, building the groundwork for a civil war. Right. So they're like, what do people? What's going to make people really mad? Well, let's uh, let's groom their children. And let's, Check. let's uh, try to, you know, mutilate their children. Check. And let's, you know, raid, uh, raid the, Donald Trump without really explaining why or raid their know, demigod. Check. Necessary, you know. And uh, let's let's uh, spend a trillion dollars, and the only thing that the news media is going to talk about is 87,000 new IRS agents. And they just keep talking about it. Like they yeah, just, they, they, wanna... they don't mention all the green energy, you know, the green scams, which is where the real bulk of the money's going to. But, but no, we got to be distracted by the IRS agents. But yeah, no, it's, that's a good summation. It's been a, a crazy crazy week but doesn't i don't know i'm gonna warn everybody i'm gonna warn everybody right now i'm having a hard time putting thoughts together i'm a little tired today they got the (laughs) late night last night and then late night this morning or early morning this morning so 
it's definitely going, you know, this is uh, Wednesday, but it will soon be Thursday, so that's when when we're recording from, as I've heard it been said, God's time zone, the okay. central time zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that makes sense, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. So God's country's got to have God's time zone. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was listening to some Last American Vagabond today. Oh, okay. What's... And what I had not, I hadn't listened to it in a couple weeks. And you know what he was talking about? Uh, I don't. Uh, hold on. He was talking about food. No. COVID, the COVID vaccine stuff. Okay. You know? And he, he has like stayed on it. And I was thinking about. You know, like we always talk about with propaganda, part of uh, the biggest part of propaganda is not getting getting you to think what they want you to think. It's getting you to think about what they want you to think about. And we're, you know, even on our our podcast, we're certainly guilty of of being guided in in other directions. Hundred percent. I I don't know how responsible I am for that, but I'm so glad not to be talking about. It. I didn't want to talk about it when it was happening. I just. Wish it wasn't happening, but yeah. No, you're right. It's that's I've I've kind of and it's not in our face anymore either. To our own in our own defense, I think if we were still in the Northwest, we might still be on this. But now it's yeah. like we're here, and people are like, "Yeah, who cares?" Well, and even beyond COVID, I would say vaccination in general is a huge deal. You know, and I, did you see Candace Owens' tweet today? I did not. No, she said my children are not vaccinated for anything, okay. and I don't understand why everybody who hears this with their sick children looks at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and she got lit up in the comments. Those comments were, you know, the left with their tolerance comes out. And yeah, I was. I was wondering why I was seeing uh, Candace Owens is really a man tweets. Were you really today? And there's your uh, answer. There's the answer. <laughs> there. Yeah, the, that's why you know, for every Brittany Griner, oh. there's a uh, Candace Owens is a man tweet. You know, this is the. I think there's more. I hope our garbage list with the, with that whole line of questioning. But l- let me get back to it because I've got please, some good please. news. Please, please, okay. I'm, I'm ready. So, Candace Owens, you got a friend vaccinating her children. Definitely good news. Yep. And this was a tweet and a screenshot, and I did attempt to verify, and I'll explain that. But uh, CDC removes claim that vaccines do not cause autism from its website. This comes from ICANN, which is. Uh, Kennedy and uh, Big Trees deal. Yeah, I can Dell Big Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got they're doing the Lord's work out there. Oh, uh, they're yeah, they're. I mean, if, so, imagine if Alex Jones had actually lawyered up to this extent and actually tried to figure stuff out. Yeah. So, yeah, instead of having, well, he definitely lawyered up to this extent, but it's all the, you know, try to deal with people suing him. They're lowered up on the offense, though. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. the that's the move. Yeah, because there's the, there's still enough and, laws and enough and law-abiding Kennedy, people. I mean, yeah, Kennedy knows how to do it too, because he's been doing he's been suing the government for and corporations for I don't know 
30 years or whatever. That for- curb your enthusiasm money only goes so far. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at the ICANN site. And I so this looked like a, a message to subscribers, and for some reason I am not subs- like a subscriber to them yet. I need need to be. Um, so they still have the page up that talks about their action trying to get the CDC to remove that because it's just not true. It's a false claim. Sure. So the I do know that the CDC took down the claim that. Oh, what was it? It was a COVID vaccine claim. Um, oh, I forget what it is. But anyway, that's a... And they just quietly took it down. They didn't actually like announce that they were taking it down or that they'd been wrong or anything like that. But people caught it. But um, from what I can see on the CDC website, and it's linked in the show notes, it still makes the claim. Okay. Vaccines do not cause autism. So. And does it have like a picture of andrew wakefield with a big like circle and a oh yeah it's got a special it? thing as if that's the only thing that's ever been brought up cdc statement 2004 pediatrics paper on mmr and autism. yeah yeah my favorite my favorite andrew wakefield <laughs> story is that he made that whole thing up because of conflict of interest so that he could make money he could make money on the study yeah i saw that too <laughs> you know that i mean andrew wakefield just rolling in the dough right now yeah the yeah, people he was going against big pharma going, pfizer going, all them against Mm-mm. big pharma Big career move. Yeah. <laughs> King, they, just well, you kissed in. You want to go against Big Pharma? Kissed in. Welcome to the uh, to to the uh, elite pedophile yeah. rings. Oh wait, yeah. what? They tried to they tried to say the same thing about Kennedy that it's all you know like oh he's they he's part of the anti-vaccine grift. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm sure Kennedy would have a hard time making is, money if that's what he was about. Yeah. So they 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 make what a couple million a year, maybe a couple hundred thousand between him and Cheryl. Maybe. Well, but, it, but these days with inflation, what's a couple million a year in California? Like, like you know, eighty thousand dollars a year well, in eighty nineteen eighties wages. I mean, come on. I don't even know what what they claim that he makes from the. All that stuff's you know, probably from the foundation. I don't. All I'm, that stuff's probably. Uh, what is it? Non-disclosure, lawyers, and everything else. I don't know. Yeah, and it's all probably in in all the confidential within all the lawsuits and whatnot. But I mean, really, he's he's the one, right? It's not Pfizer. He's like who's Pfizer? Pfizer's literally like putting other countries' military bases up as collateral for their (laughs) loans. It's not them. Yeah. It's this dude who has a Hollywood wife and a view of the ocean. Yeah, we're we're not going to ask any questions about. People in Congress making two hundred grand a year, going from like, you know, negative net worth to two hundred million in four years. That's that's totally <laughs> just nothing to see there. Dude, there is no greater picture of irony. That's not true. There's probably several, but my one of my personal favorites is Bernie Sanders and his red Audi R8. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pulling up to one of his four houses. <laughs> Just, he just looks so out of place. Like he looks, he does look better in like one of those fur caps in Russia for his honeymoon yeah. or whatever than he does in an Audi R8. It's yeah. just, yeah. it's a whole vibe. So, speaking of the Defender, uh-huh. deal, they had a story out about our, well, kind of your old neck of the woods' rival, Washington State University. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their coach, uh, which I think we 
talked about. We talked last about year. this. He got fired. Yeah, yeah. So he got fired. So he is suing Washington State for twenty-five million dollars. I hope mm-hmm. he wins. Mm-hmm. And you know, his his argument is he's Catholic. He believes it's wrong to right. use aborted babies for anything, and including vaccines. And he's not going to take it. And he this, didn't take it. And this shows the meticulous, darker side of Inslee, by the way. Because the guy on television is just a bumbling buffoon rambling about mm-hmm. climate change and everything else. But there was no state employee that successfully dissented. None. Every every employee that was... In, every uh, person in the state that was employed by Washington State was either was released basically you could not make it through as a matter of fact even the journalist who's been she was a mainstream media journalist and now she's an alternative media journalist she was in washington when they started to like come down on her for this she was the i'll have to find her name but james corbett's interviewed her she was on Hmm. grand theft world this week i can't i can't remember I think so. No, it's not Ivory Hecker. No. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. No, but I mean, you got them. You got the the sheriff from Lake Stevens who early on made a video like, I'm not going to enforce these laws. Launched. Uh, and then you have... Most people don't. Most Every, most people don't know this. Down to road workers. Yeah, like road workers. Department work. of Transportation yep. workers. Yep. yep. And then they're like, we can't plow the road. Turns out road the passes are frozen and we can't get them plowed. It's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of snow, but it seems like you guys could figure it out. <laughs> well, we're working with half staff. Well, why is no, that exactly? Is oh, that? well, we fired everybody. Yeah. And for those that don't know, the most uh, highest paid person in the state, not the governor, in every single state in the U.S., who is it? Uh, in every single state? Oh, the... The football coach yep. at the state <laughs> university. That's yeah. right. The football coach at the state university. So he had a big target on his back. He's making... And he and he was pretty much brand new. I mean, this was yep. like his big break. And he to, was good. He make. seemed good. I, I, have, yep. I kept my eye on Washington State because they were always... They're a rival for University of Oregon as well because... and I mean, they're nobody's rival, but they're everybody's trap game. Like, you roll into Pullman. <laughs> you roll into Pullman, you're like, we're going to... Pullman, it's like... 20 degrees, blowing 50 <laughs> miles an hour, snowing sideways, and you get whooped. Yeah. We're the number one offense. We're Oregon. We're going to come in here and whoop these guys up. They're not even ranked. What? Who cares? Let's go. And it's like, oh, welcome to Pullman. This is... Uh... All of a sudden, your quarterback can't throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but they, anyway, they just... I always have to keep my eye on them. The Apple Cup was always good. doesn't matter how good the University of Washington is, then the Apple Cup is always competitive. So, yeah. But so on, he was good. Sorry. Yep. And, you know, if Off you're thinking, well, you know, just because he's pro-life doesn't mean he can't take the vaccine. There's yeah. another another story here from ICANN. Uh, it says, legal update. CDC spends your money culturing, producing, and selling cell lines from human fetus body parts. Cool. That's ICANN good. ICANN has discovered that the CDC has cultured at least 22 different human cell lines, including cells derived from various parts of aborted fetuses and neonates. A year ago, ICANN, through its attorneys, sent a request to the CDC seeking documents regarding an aborted fetal cell line being used in vaccine production known as HEK. We've talked about that before. In response, the CDC recently produced 281 pages of documents. One of the emails from 2015 shockingly reveals a list of 22 human cell lines that the CDC has cultured. 
Another email lists 47 cell lines that the CDC has produced in the last two years, and at least 18 of them are human cell lines, including lines derived from the kidney and intestine of different fetuses. I can will continue Wait, to seek it. Oh, the kidney and intestine? Yeah. Of the fetuses? Yes. The clump of cells? Yeah. They have organs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fully developed. Oh, that's weird. Why, you know, so there's kidney... Cells. So mad, mad at the heartbeat laws because you gotta you gotta let the babies develop enough or they're not worth anything. Clump of cells, just a clump of cells, Andrew. I can will continue to seek and uncover the full extent of the CDC's involvement in culturing and producing cell lines from fetus body parts. Yeah, so that's you know, and I don't think that on all, so, intellectually, honestly. If, if in a, we're not dealing in an intellectually honest world, I don't think you can you can refute that claim that that you don't think that you should have injected uh, or uh, <laughs> aborted <laughs> fetal cell lines should be injected into your body or your children's body. I don't think that in an intellectually honest society that that's not a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah. I don't care about the supposed marvels of modern medicine with their amazing ability to get everybody extremely fat in 50 years and hooked on pills like that is a thing i don't want to inject dead people cells into me yeah. like what what Which, do you think what do you think the like god thinks of that he's just like oh that's that's cool i mean yeah. at least at well, least you stopped well, the flu you stopped the flu so but franklin graham and his you know recent heart issues he's all on board it's it's all good it's okay so who you know, cares about Franklin Graham, man? Franklin Graham is not the Christian Pope, like you know. Well, just... the, the, but what I'm saying is that the at the at the very point that evangelical quote unquote leaders should have been shouting the loudest and standing up for the unborn the most and telling everyone not to get vaccinated. They did exactly the opposite. Yeah. If I learned anything since 2020, it's ain't no leaders. Yeah. There's none. There's no leaders in this country. There's very few people who will stand up. It's all grassroots now. Hollywood has never been on our side, and there, <laughs> nobody nobody there is ever going to stand up for us. The yeah. politicians, I don't know when they were on our side, but they're, it's such a... It's just a grift at this point. And then you got church leaders, and I think there are some church leaders who will stand up, but I don't think... There's any major voices that are going to stand up to the the. It's, well, there's it's it's like this. Who's who's more in danger? The soul that's in uh, danger, or the soul that is comfortable? And in America, everybody's comfortable. You don't want to rock the boat. So if we all got to sell out to sit at home and Uber eats our food for a couple weeks, a couple years. Oh, just fifteen days. Fifteen days to flatten the curve. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's it's right on, and it's you know we talked about that at the time when when Franklin Graham. I'm forgetting the other names, but they're a lot of the big ones. And then yeah. then they're oh well, Francis Collins is a Christian, and he's he's oh. all on board, you know. Uh, yeah, and Fauci's a Catholic, and that a former pastor of mine sent an email to me saying when when I you know let them know my position like well you know i'm not going to tell anyone what to think but here's what francis collins says and he's a good believer yeah sure he is 
So that's... how stupid are we? I mean, come on. <laughs> Carl Rove came up with the. I mean, this is a. This is all yep. Carl. Carl Rove continues yep. to to completely. It's the Carl Rove playbook with yeah. George W. Bush of I was yep. walking on the beach with Billy Graham, which he apparently you know got the story from like seeing the like footprints picture and like Billy Graham's the only preacher he'd ever heard of so he just put those two together because <laughs> Billy Graham's like oh I don't want to say it didn't happen but I don't remember it you know? when you, you see you see two fo- footprints on the sand two sets of footprints then that's me and you and me uh, what's his name Billy Graham and then when there's one set of footprints that's just that's Billy Graham Billy Graham was Billy carrying Graham. me down the you beach. You see, there's a Billy Graham scaring me. I can't be fooled again. Yeah. So that, yeah, that that was one. Um, because that's what Karl Rove and other political people, too, blamed his father's loss on, was the no no real religion. It's so the, they're like, it's, oh, you not... You you don't just need any religion. You need to be an evangelical Christian because we need those votes. Has there ever been a time in history where true discernment was needed more and is extremely lacking? Because we're actually not even up against we're up against a lot, and there's spiritual forces at work too. But like the main thing that's coming after people right now is all propaganda. It's all your social media, all your TV, all your news. Just propaganda. Just keeps coming. And people keep making bad choices according to the propaganda. Yep. I have not read this book yet, but it sounds like a good one. It's called Turtles All the Way Down. Hmm. Vaccine Science and Myth. And it was actually written in 2019, but it was written in Hebrew. Um, But now it's available in English. And um, let's see. Written by Francis Collins. <laughs> no. Uh, what's the gal's name? That's the article. Okay. Where's the. Ay, ay, ay. Where's the author? Okay. But. Uh, Turtles All the Way Down should be good being plugged by the Defender. And what they point out is that uh, why, after seven decades, don't we have proof that vaccines provide more benefit than risk? Because we didn't do the studies. <laughs> so, seven decades later, and there's still... Because they weren't funded. Yeah. Because there's no money in that. <laughs> yeah. Because the... And we, we've talked about and. Kennedy Jr. is the one who laid all that stuff out in his book of how the system works. You know, how the NIH controls the funding and how the same universities and the same people are all in on it. And if you step out of line and say, no, 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 this is not, this is no good, don't do this, guess who doesn't get, guess who's no longer in the loop? Mm hmm. You. Yeah. So, although I, you know, and there, there are people. What I was going to say earlier about the, the no leaders thing, is that part of it is no leaders, but part of it is. The media is still able to amplify only the voices. Uh, 
that are compromised in some way. So, you know, I think it, it's actually worse than that. I'm going to try and figure this out because uh, I was listening to Grand Theft World again this week. In uh, that gal that was in, interviewed, I was just talking about who used to work in media. She was like, "No, they they just don't know." <laughs> like many people in the media don't know. Like maybe the higher ups know what's going on about like the different advertisers and whatnot, hmm. but many of the anchors just don't know what's going on. No, they. Uh, I've told the story a few times, but yeah, uh, meeting the, the gal who asked me, and this is while we're in Arizona, right? This is Western United States. Yeah. yeah. If Oregon Guam, was on the, sink. the left side of the map or not, uh, yeah, journalism major. So this is, you know, the Arizona State University journalism major. I mean, not uh, they call themselves the left coast, so. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, we're we're not talking about a a small state on the other side of the country, right? Like fourth graders should be able to at least be able to pick out the western states. Nah, I mean, you should be able to get Texas. If you know where Texas is, it should be. I don't know. Anyway, so never been super impressed with journalists. So I think there is a lot of that of they just, you know, they promote the, it's kind of like cops where you, you're not looking for smart people for these roles, but yeah. All right. Well, so we haven't covered the VAC stuff. I sent you a Google Doc earlier this week that somebody put together, just kind of aggregating all of the people that are dying together. Yeah, I think uh, we've, I think we've actually had that in the show notes before, but that is, you know, quite a, an amazing compilation there. So. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's kind of, kind of crazy. They are no longer. I think I saw somewhere, it actually might be one of the clips that I have, but um, Hollywood since 2020 has not been fascinating and going over every single uh, Hollywood celebrity death. And part of that is to keep... Because <laughs> there have been so, yeah. so many of them and there have been, you know, sudden illness. Yeah. Kind of uh, yeah. kind of weird that that started happening, right? Yeah, and they... Oh, was it no agenda they talked about the award show and then they they didn't do the usual dead segment or they shortened it or yeah oh they they used to talk about it now it's just like words at the end yeah they used to like go over it <laughs> here's like the, here's here's the, the disclaimer people. yeah it is it's like it's it, scroll yeah. by real fast yeah yeah it's like a super speed because yeah. remember there's like yeah the super speedy credits because you have to fit it all into 30 minutes so <laughs> I'm thankful that that is not uh, not my beat. I don't yeah. think I've ever watched a single award show of any type. But uh, yeah. yeah, never so watched the ESPYS. Come on, man. No, I mean I've seen clips from the ESPYS, like the you know Dick Vitale. Was it Dick Vitale or no the uh, the coach who was dying of cancer and the don't ever give up speech and all that? But sure. Yeah. Peyton so, Manning calling out uh, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> no, I, just, I didn't see that one. No, that's good stuff. Anyway, so uh, this is from the Florida Standard, which looks like a 
you know, legitimate alternative media online news operation. Uh, it says, massacred nearly half of pregnant women in Pfizer trial miscarried, according to Naomi Wolf, who runs a crowdsourced project to analyze 300,000 Pfizer documents released via an F- Freedom of Information Act request, 44% of pregnant women who participated in the drugmaker's COVID-19 vaccine trial lost their babies. So there is some controversy around this. Uh, going all the way back to when I, you know, when Alex Jones and, and many others were talking about the 82%, I was saying that was the wrong number. Well, the, the truth was kind of somewhere in between. Because there definitely was a problem. And Naomi Wolf uh, points out that what they did... Oh, let's see. So, if a pregnant woman miscarried, um, they classified it as a recovered result adverse effect. Hmm. So, which is the same category as if, like, you had uh, a headache and then it got better. Oh, well, that's good. So, it's like, well, yes, your your unborn child died, but that's resolved now. (laughs) So, we don't have to count it as something that would be... But did you die? Yeah. Didn't you get the vaccine? And that goes back to... To last week, and so it is slightly wrong because this was not actually in the Pfizer trial. This was just the, um, you know, like, hey, you know, uh, let us know how things go after you have the vaccine. This was not the actual trial because they they didn't test the vaccine on pregnant women. Other than they just like, you know, voluntarily, oh, if you're pregnant, okay, well, or if you get pregnant during the trial. 90 days. Yeah. Pregnancy tends to last a little bit longer than 90 days, but that's how long they monitored them. So the, yeah, yeah, there was, and at least Pfizer did something. We talked about last week how Moderna just said, oh, there was a rat study. And uh, therefore, it's it actually looked really bad. And you, the rats died, but we're not. Women. Yeah, the rats uh, died, but we're we're not deformities. But no. uh, and the FDA just said, ah, oh, we're not going to put that. We'll just say no birth defects. Totally the rats died to pregnant women, especially. But well, pe- they people are different than rats, so <laughs> which is why we study rats, right? Yeah, but. Uh, uh, anyway, so there's still some some pushback on that other places, but there's clearly a problem. You know, I I don't know what the exact percent is, or if anyone knows what the exact percent is, but there is a problem. There's a big problem with fertility and the vaccine, and running theory on this show not an accident. Absolutely not. A coincidence. not. Good old Albert Borla, the former veterinarian. Yeah. Odd. Yeah, he's, uh, okay. Uh, speaking of his veterinarian past, um, 
I've got an Alex Alex Berenson one in there. It's uh, funny too. You mentioned Alex Berenson and Naomi Wolf in the last two or three minutes when it's come out over this last week that uh, Joe Biden, per the Biden administration, pressured, pressured Twitter to delete their accounts. Oh yeah. Naomi Wolf's still off, as far as I can tell. Well, and I think Berenson's suing Twitter, right? Right, and he's back on for suing them. Yeah. Yeah, Berenson, he's an interesting character, man. He's like... I, I mean... I, th- I think he's legitimate, but he's still got some of that old programming where he's just like... Just assumes that Alex Jones is the worst person in the world. He, he's still... He's told him so. He you know? still has some East Coast elite in him. Yeah. But that was what made it so awesome. I remember like coming out to tell my wife about what he was writing about on Twitter and on his Substack when we were in Seattle. Like, yes, we got somebody for the New York Times that woke up, and I was like so excited because he, when he puts his mind to it, he really goes in hard. But you know, he stopped short because of the West East Coast elitist programming. Uh, I just realized over this last week, and it was you know through those Russell Brand clips and some other clips that I've been watching from other people. I'm gonna stop. Just like, hey, this person disagrees with me on this, so I'm not gonna listen to anything they say. I'm gonna try and take things on an individual basis. And Berenson brings a lot to the table. I mean, I think he yep. falls short with the graphene oxide. He thinks that's a conspiracy theory, which I, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of smoke there. I don't know personally. I don't have a microscope and a vial to look, but who who knows. I just I'm gonna stop. Just they don't agree with me on this, so I you know I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna listen to him anymore. I'm gonna try to do more of that. Just be more intellectually honest with my listening. Allison Morrow is the girl's name. Oh yeah, yeah, she's yeah, great. Allison Morrow. Yeah. So if uh, she's on uh, uh, Rock, she's on the Rockfin. Like just everybody's on Rockfin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the place. So uh, anyway, so this article. And this is an, he, he brought it back up, it's an old article, but uh, uh, Pfizer made a veterinary vaccine that killed thousands of calves. Wait, as the, is this recent, this article? No, I think the, he, he reposted it, Ah, uh, but it's, it says January 18th, so it's an older mm-hmm. article. As the German government investigated, Pfizer denied responsibility and kept selling the vaccine. Yes, Borla was area president Europe for Pfizer's veterinary division as this disaster unfolded. Okay, so... uh, Remember how health authorities said serious vaccine side effects will always be seen fast? Turns out that's not true, as Pfizer and its veterinary and chief executive should know better than anyone. And there's... Side note, there's an Anthony Fauci clip where he's saying the exact same thing. Well, you might not know for 10 years, 12 years. If so. In 2010, German scientists found that a Pfizer veterinary vaccine to reduce diarrhea in cows caused a fatal bleeding disease in their calves. Doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> Even after pressure from Germany caused Pfizer to stop selling the vaccine there, the company kept selling it elsewhere. A top Pfizer official told British farmers it was safe to use and that other factors were likely to blame. Okay. Yeah. So that's. I thought that was interesting. Because we've. So is Borla, as a veterinarian, overseeing a huge. The, the head of the veterinary medicine in, in Europe, overseeing this huge die off or internal bleeding of calves, similar to like Robert Mueller as the head of HSBC? overseeing 
the fraud and drug uh, well, trafficking and, and, and money laundering, then and instead then of sliding being fired into, for that debacle, move to AG. He's, prom- he's promoted all the way to the top because yeah. it's like, oh man, if you can, great job on that cleanup, bro. You want to be job the attorney general? That up, it didn't hurt us at all. We just said, oh no, coincidence, and if, if you can. Got no problem with killing off some calves. You can kill off some babies, too. There you go. Yeah. What if... But, uh, yeah. Borla, we like we, we like what Borla you did with the... <laughs> we like what you did COVID. in Europe with the cows. <laughs> yeah. Now, what we, we like would like to, to see is like the uh, same people? vaccine... Especially Israel? We'll with the Israel people first. in, the, like, the whole world. Not just Europe. The whole world. The whole world, but really... Like first Israel and cool. like everyone in Israel. How about yeah. that? Yeah. So yeah. Just a just a coincidence, though. That's, I think not. It's it's all the it's a the it's the people in Gab that are the the anti Semites that you have to worry about, right? It's not. It wouldn't be Pfizer. Nah. All right. Uh, oh, let's see. Yeah, you got any anywhere else you want to go? I got a lot of places to go. I'm a little confused right now, though. What show is this? <laughs> is this 285? I got 285 too. I'm just wondering if I had the right folder loaded up for you here. So just looking at your clips, but yeah, I have. I got a Marilago clip. Okay. So yeah, there's a couple couple things of Marilago. Like one, we got we got the John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry. They think. Trump pulls this thing off to make the Democrats look bad. How do you feel, yay or nay? How say you? Uh, that was... A reach is the word you're looking for. <laughs> well... Well, I, did, I guess a, a bit of a reach, but I, I'm pretty open to that because of the way... The way it came out, you know, with being confirmed by Trump and him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And the, in reality, he knew about it days ahead of time. And then, it, yeah, I, I think it's a reasonable theory. And I do think, uh, you know, I tend to think it's more of a desperation move and that they're really going to try to throw him in jail or, like, at least do a close enough to that to keep him from being able to run for president i think that's but at this at the same time i think the you know it's it's part of the whole make people mad thing yeah that's the the biggest part of it uh, yeah but don't forget so i was listening i think it was jimmy Dore, and they were talking about how he's not trump is not that much different than the establishment he's just a bad face for the establishment and they hate him for it he's too brazen and he doesn't he makes them look bad and nobody wants to look bad as they kind of institute all these policies joe, joe biden doesn't make him look bad <laughs> yeah no i mean yeah no I, I point well taken but they're going after him on the espionage act and if they get him on the espionage act which is a like a hangout hangover from world war ii if they get him on the espionage act they literally can make sure he never holds public office again and that is actually what's in the document is espionage act and then when you look at that defined it would keep you from holding another public office so i think that is plays a crucial role in it 
Um, yeah, I got, but I got uh, P, PJW, your guy. He he did a uh, truth about the FBI raid on Trump. Nice. Well, did you ever think Trump derangement syndrome would escalate to Stalinist show trials? To the overt weaponization of government agencies sicked on political adversaries? Because here we are. Why did the FBI raid Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate? Well, here's the TLDR version. The deep state and the regime are increasingly terrified at the mere prospect of Trump running again and winning. They've seized control of every branch of the federal government and staffed it with NKVD-style enforcers. The FBI raided Trump under the dubious auspices of a supposed investigation into Trump taking classified documents when he left office. But the 15 boxes of documents that Trump took from the White House were returned to the National Archives back in January. And the safe that the FBI broke into was reportedly completely empty. But that doesn't seem to matter. Even an absence of documents could be used to claim that Trump deliberately destroyed them. And I'm sure that the FBI would never plan anything... Would they? Trump is then convicted of mishandling White House records, faces up to three years in prison, and under US Code Title 18, Section 2071, anyone guilty of this shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. And that's it, Trump 2024 is finished. They could also use the raid as a fishing expedition to bolster the flagging foundational myth that Trump incited or planned January 6th. Breaking, FBI finds 200 corpses, four quadrants, trillion terabytes of CP and personal journal where former President Trump wrote, quote, I will march on Congress and break as many laws as possible on January 6th at Mar-a-Lago. Others note that the massive overreaction and dubious legality of raiding Trump could end up helping him politically. Observers say US Code Title 18 Section 2071 is superseded by the Constitution, which alone sets the eligibility criteria for the presidency. Some are even suggesting that if this all fails, they could just go right to trying to take out Trump physically. And I hear people talking... They said the Democrats want this guy so bad that they wouldn't put assassination behind it. And and I'm going to tell you something. Mm. They've tried impeachment. They've tried another impeachment. They've tried one investigation after another. This is about one thing. This is about stopping him from running in 2024. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not into conspiracies. I'm not into anti-government rhetoric. This is the first time in my lifetime that I would say I am deathly afraid for Donald Trump. I would not put assassination behind these people. The Biden White House claimed no prior knowledge of the raid, and if you believe that, you probably believe that Biden's cognitive capacity is comparative with the top tier of Mensa. And of course, this has everything to do with Democrats being in a blind panic over polls showing Trump beating Biden in 2024. Numbers which prove the January 6th show trial hearings are yet another ineffectual damp squib. A new video shows Biden struggling to put on his own jacket.
Mello up against Trump in the debates and it would probably perform better than Biden. In fact, Biden's bumbling idiocy is the perfect cover for a deeply vindictive regime. A deep state now brazenly trying to imprison its political adversaries as it lashes out in its final death rattle. But while rigged show trials and third world style purges are the Democrats' method of choice, establishment Republicans seem more concerned with winning a pointless moral argument. Oh, if only the despotic totalitarians would maintain ideological consistency and fairness like us. Let's just point out their hypocrisy and maybe they'll stop doing all this? Yeah, good luck with that. You'll regret weaponizing the FBI when the GOP gets into power. LOL, said the Scorpion, LMFAO. But what about Hunter Biden? What about it? Who cares? Why would Democrats care about optics when they're busy trying to lock up all the dissidents? GOP House Leader Kevin McCarthy told Attorney General Merrick Garland to quote, Preserve your documents. Ooh, I bet he shat his pants. Maybe he'll even have to attend a futile hearing. Lindsey Graham said the raid was problematic. Whoa, careful with that rash rhetoric there, Lindsay. Don't want to sound too extreme. If they can do it to a former president, imagine what they can do to you. They've already done it to Trump supporters, some of whom are still being tortured in jail as January 6th political prisoners. Rubio says never before in America has government power been used to persecute political opponents. Has he been living under a rock for the past five years? Half the people who helped elect Trump have been targeted for total destruction. Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell, meanwhile, hasn't even bothered to tweet about the raid. Not a single tweet. The likes of Paul Gossar and Marjorie Taylor Greene, on the other hand, two people repeatedly backstabbed and shunned by the Republican establishment, dared suggest that when Republicans, if ever, get back into power, they actually play the same game as the Democrats and... Get this. Exercise their power while in office to target the people and agencies responsible for all this. Incredible, I know. Maybe if, somehow, Trump wins again, he won't appoint to high positions of power the very same people who want to sabotage and destroy him. Rubio and co are right about one thing, though. America is now a banana republic. A perfect mirror of tyranny. Lawlessness at the bottom lawlessness at the top. A country where actual criminals are given total free reign and the truth tellers are demonized, persecuted and ultimately eliminated. Since 2016, the deep state hasn't tried to hide what it's doing. They want everyone to know what they're doing. To frighten any and all political opposition into cowed silence. To collectively monster tens of millions of Trump supporters as domestic extremists. To make their lives a misery. To make an example out of them. We already know all that, but the bigger question remains, are Republicans actually going to do anything about it? There you go. Narrator, no. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because everybody... I was just thinking as, a, as that video was playing, it's like, do you think people really want Trump again? I think that they look at the current political climate and they're like, well, that guy, my life was better then when he was in, except for that 2020 debacle. I guess I'll go with him or he seems to be against all the people that are in power and I hate them. So I think I'm going to go with them. It's like, I don't, I don't know how they could make a, has this ever happened before? I was thinking about this too. Have you ever, have we ever had a president lose his re his reelection and then run again four years later and win it back? 
Oh. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. But it just yeah. it just seems so far fetched, and it also seems like the, the, the way Especially that Especially when he was like one of the criticisms of him the first time he ran was that he was too old, and now we're you know eight years on. So, <laughs> and, and 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 that's another thing. If they so Jason Burma said this uh, last week on I think it was one of the interviews I saw him on, but he was like, if if you think if Trump couldn't win or get through the election fraud where he would clearly won the election while he was the sitting president, right? what makes you think that candidate Trump can do that? And, and then you really start to think about, do the American people want him back? Yeah, they do for sure. And they're all going to want him back by the time the selection rolls around, but they only are kind of wanting him back because that's the only person we're being off. They're being offered. Yeah. And they're making it some sort of underdog meme. Like, oh, he could come back from being an underdog. I don't think that most of the establishment likes him or really wants him in power. But they're, like, kind of secretly boosting him up by going after him this early. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. and it, It's okay if it doesn't make sense. I haven't slept much lately. No, it, it, it does make sense. Uh, you know, the, I think the first thing, my first thought... Was, you know, kind of, well, my first thought was, this really is, I mean, I know it was a talking point, but it really is third world stuff. And that was the talking point, for sure, the the, Banana Republic stuff. But the, my second thought was, you know, the people that are going to get riled up about this should remember you know they should stand up for Trump exactly how much as Trump stood up for them on yes this is the father of the vaccine he is constantly saying I was the one who rolled it out and got it going he's bad for the brand they don't want that on them they don't want him to be claiming the vaccine so the uh, Thomas Massey who's been I've been impressed with him lately yeah so he put out a thread on the, uh, he said, the official pipe bomb narrative is sketchy. And then he's, he's got some stories there. It's about Leanna uh, Wynn. Here, here are three detailed, <laughs> what's that? It's about Leanna Wynn. <laughs> she, well, e- even better than Leanna Wynn. Hey, I, got, I got the answer to our question, and, and there, it, it, that happened. Uh, Grover Cleveland elected 1885 through 1889 lost to Benjamin Harrison who ran who was in office from 1889 to 1893 and then Grover Cleveland re-elected in 1893 okay so I guess it's possible yeah it's it's possible um Trump should only be 96 at that point, 97. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Pretty old. Yeah. Super healthy. It's getting up there. Said so that. All right. Going back to this. Um, so a couple of the, the stories and the pipe bomb thing. We talked about it at the time. Because it was like, oh, the pipe bomb. And it was like an obvious plant, right? I mean, it's like, oh, come on, the FBI, oh, the pipe bomb thing. 
but we were right <laughs> and there's there's some definite proof uh, but here's kind of a nice little angle from the epic times Ray Epps told FBI he expected a bomb attack near the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, man, that Ray Epps guy. He, he was all over it. This I mean, is the... This yeah. is the... We gotta go into in the, Capitol. the Capitol. In we gotta Capitol. go down there. The, we gotta go into the Capitol. Everyone literally chanting fed at him. And he... Uh, Perfect encapsulation. Yeah, I thought there of might it. be a problem. That's why I was there. Epps told an FBI agent and an FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force officer in a meeting at the Phoenix office of Epps' Epps's attorney. Uh, Bill Shack told the. Okay, let's see. I was afraid they were going to set off an explosion on one of the side streets. Epps said, according to an interview. Uh, so I brought a pipe bomb and hit it on a side street. Wait, so what? We, so we tried to stay in the middle. <laughs> Tried to get there early. Tried to stay away from the sides. And if something like that happened, I had a first aid kit. I could help out. Dude. Have you seen this dude? I mean, like... Oh, yeah. Say what you want about... All, say all what you videos. want to... Say what you want about Ray Epps. But that dude is a tactical dude. Like, that, that dude is humongous. Yeah. He's, he's bigger than everybody. He's not bringing a first aid kit. He's... He's 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 a he's an operator. I mean, no, it's, it's I mean, ridiculous. There's, there's video after video of him, like the first yes guy who pushes yes. into yes. the cops. Yes, who the first one to break the barrier? Standing there, not doing he's anything. Holding, he's holding. There's a brain in his ear. There's a moron. The yeah, there's a moron holding the barrier and shaking it. And Epps runs forward, hand on his shoulder, leans in, tells him something in his ear, and that guy. Seconds later, tears Chased down the, the barricade. And, yep. Yeah. yeah. Which, and th that guy, by the way, also was one of the Antifa types. Exactly. That and that's who all was in the front, was the Antifa types. So, so you got feds goading Antifa yeah. to blame so, it on Trump supporters. That's like a perfect encapsulation of the world today. Yeah. So... So when Antifa and the federal government go to war with the conservatives... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. So, American greatness... Uh, exceptionalism. Kind of Right-wing deal. I prefer uh, exceptionalism. By Julie... Uh, article by Julie Kelly. Uh, in a 15-minute time span before the joint session of Congress convened at 1 p.m. on January 6, 2021, two incidents that set the stage for the day's ensuing chaos happened simultaneously. First, a man named Ryan Samsel, after taking some sort of direction from Ray Epps, overran a thin line of police and metal racks in what would be the first official breach of Capitol grounds around 12.50 p.m. Samsel was charged and has been incarcerated for more than a year. Epps faces no charges. Joining Samsel were members of the Proud Boys and a still unknown number of FBI informants. Around the same time, a woman named Carlin Younger, who just happened to be walking to a laundry facility near the Republican National Committee headquarters, just happened to look down and see what she believed was a pipe bomb nestled between a dumpster and a fence right next to the building. So how did she know it wasn't just a pipe? Uh, there, well, our listeners will have to look it up, but there's a picture in the article. Either Does it have like the next one? Is it like Wiley e. Coyote? Does it have like yes. a stopwatch yes. right around it? No, I, I, <laughs> they talk about that. So. Okay. Uh, both events fueled panic. In Typing the pipe capital. bomb into a search function now. So if no, I'm not yeah. if I'm not here next <laughs> week, please let me know. 
Just as a contentious meeting to certify the Electoral College vote in the 2020 presidential election got underway in the chamber of the U.S. House of Representatives, then the news got worse. Capitol Police reportedly discovered another explosive outside the DNC headquarters. The New York Times immediately broke the story. The device that was found at the RNC was a pipe bomb. Oh my gosh, it really does. It does look like Wiley Cody that has an egg timer on it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. It's... It's I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to mute the, myself in disgust. The device was found at the RNC was a pipe bomb that was successfully destroyed by a bomb squad, according to an official for the RNC report. Reporters Maggie Haberman, Michael Schmidt, and Katie Benner wrote, The package at the DNC has yet to be identified, according to a top Democrat briefed on the matter who is not authorized to speak publicly about it. The New York Times story went viral. At 1.53 p.m., Representative Elaine Luria tweeted that she just had to evacuate my office because of a bomb reported outside while the president's anarchists are trying to force their way into the Capitol. Capitol Police the next day issued a statement. The USCP, U.S. Capitol Police, Hazardous Materials Response Team determined that both devices were, in fact, hazardous and could cause great harm to public safety. Stevenson, the Capitol Police Chief, wrote on January 7th, the day he resigned from the force. The devices were disabled and turned over to the FBI for further investigation and analysis. During a press conference a few days later, Michael Sherwin, the acting U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, told reporters that law enforcement agencies, including the ATF and FBI, were collaborating to find the, collaborating to find the suspects who set the pipe bombs. The bombers would be brought to justice. To Apra, okay. They, uh, the FBI initially offered a $50,000 reward. But as the FBI successfully rounded up hundreds of Capitol protesters using sophisticated tools such as geofence warrants, the trail of the pipe bomber went cold. Grainy footage released by the FBI purportedly showed the pipe, bar- pipe bomber in action on the night of January 5th, the time the agency determined the bombs had been planted, and in March, DN. Tono uh, asked for the public's assistance in tracking down the bomber. Anyone who showed an interest in making explosives prior to January 5th, 2021, or possessed galvanized pipe, wire, and multiple kitchen timers should be turned into the FBI. He said in a dramatic video message, even if the person was a relative or friend. We're talking to you, Ted Kaczynski's brother. But more than a year later, not only has a suspect not been identified or caught, the pipe bomb story gets weirder and weirder. Politico recently reported that Kamala Harris was inside the DNC headquarters at the same time the explosive sat outside the building. Harris, who inexplicably left the Capitol around 11.30 a.m. on January 6th after attending an intelligence briefing, choosing not to participate as a U.S. senator in the certification of her own historical election. That's That was... Yeah, that was weird. And I remember that being an issue on the 6th. I remember everybody being... Because she was like, it was there was a lot of eyes on her because supposedly if it came down to it, if Pence did a you know vote of no confidence or a technical knockout or whatever in the world he was supposed to do, she was going to have to be the tie-breaking vote and preside over the voting in the Senate. No, she she was still a senator at that time. She had. Oh, that's vote. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm far. I'm sorry. Because he was the VP. He was the tiebreaker. He was the tie... Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My bad. So, 
was evacuated out of the DNC headquarters by the Secret Service at 1.14 p.m., several minutes after Capitol Police inspected the building after the RNC bomb was found. That shocking revelation means one of two things. The Secret Service, in a security sweep of the DNC building and exterior grounds prior to her arrival, missed what the FBI insists was a viable explosive device, a scenario that seems deeply unlikely considering the city was in a state of heightened alert and agents presumably would be extra cautious, or the FBI is lying. Given what we know about the FBI's politically motivated <gasps> malfeasance during the Trump era, the likelihood the pipe bomber story was another FBI hoax instead of a legitimate threat becomes more conceivable each day. Alright, so that egg timer you're talking about, I don't know if we want to... Uh, we covered most of what I wanted to talk about. But the egg timer was set to tw- 20 minutes left. So they said it was set to go off at 1 o'clock. Well, here's the problem with that. There's exactly 60 minutes on the egg timer. Yeah. So Because that's an egg timer. Because it's an egg timer. <laughs> so if that's your... So how did they... How did this person in the hoodie set it the night before to go off at 1 p.m. the next day with an egg timer that lasts 60 minutes. It literally looks like a... A prop. A prop. 100%. It looks like... Like a really lousy prop. Like for a high school production, not like a... It it looks like if you tried to make a real-life version of what Wile E. Coyote uses to blow up a rock to try and get it to hit the Roadrunner. Yeah. So that's... Also it's looks really a lot like uh, Jeff Bezos' uh, Blue Origin uh, rocket. <laughs> rocket thing. Aye, aye, aye. Six all degrees right. of separation between all these different phalluses. Yep. Fallacies. 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 <laughs> fallacies. Fall- okay, sorry. Sorry. So, anyway, I just bring that up. Like, you know, the FBI does shenanigans. We know this. Yeah. But uh, gotta stay relevant, bro. Keep the money it, coming uh, in. Yeah, don't let it convince you that you need to get involved to stand up for Donald Trump. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's, you know. Do you know that Andrew Wakefield tried to derail all vaccinations, <laughs> and Doctor Donald Trump is the one who brought him back at warp speed. Vaccinations. Yeah. Did you get your vaccine? You want to talk about the Anne Hesh thing? Oh, yeah, I got clips. You ready? Might as well. Might as well. And, and by the way... You sucked me into that story. Well, and I, I want to talk about something, too. That This is, this is a, a good learning of experience for everybody. But it's just funny, because I texted you, and I was like, look at this. She's working on a child abuse thing. Whatever. And it was more just like, look at this. And you were like, I don't believe it. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't care if you believe it. I'm just saying that this is what they're saying. <laughs> and you're like, I don't see any evidence of this. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. But like Ellen, child pornography, some sort of a weird child uh, trafficking thing. That's all in there. It's all there. It, it, now, does it all fit together? Is it a hit? Is it this? I don't know. I'm just showing you like there's weird stuff going on with this. And it's 
it, the first thing you said was, oh, everybody's trying to work on their anti-pedophile, anti-sex trafficking children, you know, video documentary. Before, yeah, like, right. When, like, you, you always find out about it after. Yeah, the, you hit you hit me with that, and, and it was the first thing I thought too. I like I almost laugh when they when I first found it out. I'm like, yeah, that makes no sense at all. Of course not, because. It's weird. I think they've actually made it, they, the proverbial they, that the media has actually caricaturized, if that's if I can coin a term there, the idea that the elite are pedophiles or, or you know, kind of or the so-called elite, like Hollywood and, 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 and uh, politicians are into that sort of thing. And so anything that kind of points to that, they're like they take it to an extreme almost, so that it it, it becomes in, like sounds insane. But like, there's a lot of smoke there. There's like the whole thing on Ep- like what? Why is there a temple on the island where Epstein is? Why is there a temple? Hmm. Yeah. Nobody ever answers that. Why is nobody arrested? Why is the Prince of England going over there? What like? Why are these questions never answered? But then they just say QAnon, Trump, Trump was Epstein too, QAnon, QAnon. Like it doesn't. That's that. That's the thing that doesn't make sense. That you're not addressing the issues here. Why is there a temple? What's going? There are facts the that we can go Dis- over. Proven Disney thing. I mean, there's- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Disney's doing little dives off of there, and then bringing the kids in. Like I don't. I wasn't sure how that worked. Like you just steal the kids, and then because they're on a, a dive with their mom. Oh, I, mean, I wasn't even talking about. Disney and Epstein, just the whole Disney pedophile deal, but yeah, no, there's definitely Disney. Yeah, oh yeah, they had Disney tours with stopping at uh, Little Saint John, Little Saint yeah. James. Isn't that odd? Yeah. yeah. So it just there there is a lot of stuff there. So I have what I think is kind of a hilarious uh, little clip from an Anne Heche movie called Poison Skies. <laughs> Which, who even knew this existed? I'm glad it surfaced. Do I have any idea if this is actually her in the video? If she died? If she was murdered? No, I have no clue. I'm not going to say I do. I'm not going to lead the the listener just to believe a certain thing. But I came across an interesting clip. This is pretty nuts that, that Anne Heche was in a movie called Poison Skies from 2008. Who knew? Some of this stuff doesn't translate well to audio, but basically the whole first, uh, and I skipped a bunch of it, the whole first 20 seconds, she's, you know, doing research in the computer and making uh, pensive, uh, dramatic faces. your text what's up well i may have found the common thread really everyone's immune systems are completely shot their antibody counts are dangerously low the the plague doesn't do that no i know but i think it's why they're not responding to the antibiotics so what do we misdiagnose this no no it's come in it's definitely the plague i just think there's something else we haven't seen thanks so much well what are you looking for immune suppressing agents what metals yeah this Barium, five milligrams, aluminum, seven. The hell? Okay. This might sound a little weird. Have you ever heard of chemtrails? Yeah, it's um, 
where the government supposedly mixing chemicals in with jet fuel. Contaminating the white vapor trails that commercial airlines leave behind. Yeah, my son always says that when two of them cross, it looks like this guy's blowing your kids. All right, so what does this have to do with the outbreak? Well, go with me on this. I did a little research last night. What if it's true? What if the chemicals are affecting the general population somehow? Come on, Tess. You know these conspiracies pop up every time something goes wrong. Oh, I know. But how do you explain that? Conspiracies. They're just conspiracies. It's not it's not anything. Also, in that, in that movie, I believe they are uh, in Spokane, Washington. And Spokane, Washington is getting sprayed by the military. Everybody's getting the plague and their immune systems are going to crap. What year was that? 2008. 2008? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was... Yeah. It's going to be a shocker, but I never saw that. <laughs> neither, neither, neither did I. It appears Anne Hayes drifted off into Lifetime slash B-movies for the tail end of her career. Yeah. Really never recovered from the whole Ellen breakup, it seemed. Here well, we go. I have a, a good summation... Nothing but the facts. Celia Farber points out how the mass media tradition of obsessing over the deaths of celebrities has been absent since 2021 as a clear tactic to deflect mass death by COVID shots. And the death of Anne Heche marks a return to this mainstream media tradition. And the whole story is very strange. Just before the crash, Heche visited the glass hair design salon in Venice and purchased a red wig, where she posed for a picture with the salon's owner, who did not notice her to be impaired in any way. Minutes later, Heche crashed into an apartment complex where residents tried helping her out of the vehicle before the car was put in reverse and sped off. Videos then show her car recklessly speeding down a residential street and nearly hitting a pedestrian. She then hits a car before finally crashing the Mini Cooper into a house where it bursts into flames. But this is where the story gets really strange. While being carried to the ambulance, we see that her legs are secured and she is covered in what looks like a cloth body bag. We are told that she couldn't breathe and yet they covered her face. And the reason these details were noticed is because we see her become fully conscious while frantically trying to escape the body bag and leg straps. Nothing was reported about this, and Heche's former boyfriend said that Anne was stable and expected to pull through. But then we are told she is in a coma, and then we are told that while her heart is still beating, she's legally dead, according to California law. But she will be kept on life support for possible organ donation. And then, right in the middle of the ancient three-day festival to honor the goddess Diana, known as Nemoralia, they pull the plug on Anne Heche and let her die. This is quite similar to what happened in Paris 25 years ago on the satanic inverted Nemoralia, August 31st, when Princess Diana was looked after as she bled to death in a tunnel dedicated to the goddess Diana. Many believe that Princess Diana was about to expose the royal family, and Anne Heche, who recently starred in a movie exposing chemtrails, was currently promoting her most recent film that was exposing the horrors of child sex trafficking. Child sex trafficking 
along with all human trafficking, is the biggest business in the world. The slavery business is at an all-time high, and the thugs who run it are known for their satanic rituals. Ritual murders have always been, at a base level, a form of crowd control. The Anne Hayes story has caused many to look back into the mysterious death of Michael Hastings. Journalist Michael Hastings had just published a story for Rolling Stone that resulted in the resignation of commander of U.S. forces in Afghanistan and was working on a story of CIA director John Brennan. The day before he died, Hastings emailed friends to warn them that the feds were interviewing his close friends and associates and told them he was onto a big story and needed to go off the radar for a bit. Early the next morning, Hastings' silver Mercedes hit a palm tree and exploded, somehow launching the engine block 60 yards away from the car. Former counterterrorism czar Richard Clark told the Huffington Post that Hastings' crash was consistent with a car cyber attack and that intelligence agencies for major powers are able to remotely seize control of a person's vehicle. He added that if there was a cyber attack on Hastings' car, whoever did it would probably get away with it. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, here's the thing. I don't know why, I don't know what the purpose would be, but if you watch those ring videos, her car is not, that's not normal. Like, I think her car is hijacked. I think her car is hijacked via Michael Hastings. It's the first thing I thought as soon, I've immediately gave me flashbacks of Michael Hastings as soon as I saw the video of the cars flying by the ring video, yeah. ring doorbells on the streets. It's clear to me, because I mean, the car is moving it's it's going way too fast and she crashes it once and people come and try to take her out and then the car then backs up and takes off from that scene as well it's almost i mean i i can i can picture somebody being in you know in control of that car trying to make sure that she dies for whatever reason whether it has to do with ellen epstein Toxic skies, any of those things, but something, it, that whole thing just stinks. And then she sits up on the gurney, one of the creepiest things I've ever seen as she's leaving the scene. I mean, that is bizarre. And, and people have talked to her, her boyfriend, there was another friend who came out and said that they had spoke to her post-crash and that she's going to make it, everything's fine. You know, Seth Rich was alive when he got to the hospital. Never makes it out of the hospital. The, I don't know why. I'm not going to lead the listener to believe that I know why or that it is, has to do with the sacrifice to the princess, you know, the the goddess of whatever, whatever crap they believe in or that it's Epstein. She is way too close for most of her life with Ellen, who I believe to be a ruthless psychopath. There is something weird about Ellen. Anybody who's ever been around an abuser... Well, you and, the, and Aaron from uh, Health Nut News, the I think it's Mercola's wife, but yeah. What? She shares your opinion on Ellen. Oh yeah, anybody who's ever been around an abuser, the hair stands up on your back, on your back of your neck when you're when you're when you see Ellen. She is 
there's something very wrong with Ellen. I think she, she's a fake face. All this, it's like a fake personality that masquerades over this. And then I didn't clip it because it's kind of a nothing, but uh, there's this, this like hard copy or inside edition. One of these rags puts out this video and it's Rosie O'Donnell apologizes for making fun of Anne Hayes years ago. But in that same minute clip, somebody gets, you know, in front of Ellen and says, Hey, you know, do you did you hear about Anne Hayes or are you sorry that that happened or something like that? And just the coldness of the response. And I didn't clip it because it's like, you know, if somebody I knew just died, maybe I wouldn't want to talk to the press about it. But it, it just, she just, I don't know. I hate this woman. I cannot stand this woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, so anybody this close to Ellen, I think is is uh, a few degrees separated from pedophilia. And I mean, she was on Epstein's, not only on Epstein Island numerous times, Literally, the set of her show was a replica of Epstein Island. Did you ever see that? The background of her yep. show, the yep. palm trees in the temple in the background, it's all set just like that. Creepy, creepy, creepy yep. stuff. So, you know, I don't want to go as far as QAnon. You know, I think Ellen is in uh, Guantanamo Bay right now. They already got her. <laughs> and uh, Anne Hayes had her sent there, and uh, actually Anne Hayes is still alive. She's been whisked away. She's now living uh, as an actress in Chile. Uh, no, I don't believe in that QAnon crap. I believe there is pedophilia at, at high levels, and I think sometimes they take somebody out. But this, and this is a whole a whole another topic that has nothing to do with Anne Hayes or Ellen or Epstein. Modern day cars, man. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. So. We had we had one. We had a couple, actually, when I was working at Land Rover in Seattle. And it's crazy, the stuff that they can do, because, you know, it's it's sold as convenience. We could call this phone number and be like, hey, we're locked out of the car. Can you unlock so they'll unlock it? They can track whether it's been stolen. They can track where it is at all times. Uh, they can shut it off remotely. So if I prove that I am the owner of, of said car and give it to, you know, Land Rover or whatever manufacturer, they can just shut the car down. Completely. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, you, that car is definitely stolen. Shut it down. Uh, we <laughs> we had a situation where somebody had their car stolen, and then the person made it across the border. <laughs> so they shut it down, and then like, okay, so can the cops go get it? Like, ah, actually, no. Uh, your car's in Canada now. So, <laughs> well, can the uh, Canadian authorities go get it? I'm sure they're going to. Somebody's going to tow that thing in, but we're not going over there to look for it. Once they make it into the border of Canada, then it's a whole, it's like an international deal. Anyway, you know, with Tesla and all these cars, they all have lane keep assist. I mean, I was in the car business for the main push for this sort of stuff. And it's crazy. We used to joke around. I would use this as a selling tactic. From 2005 to 2010, 12, you basically added like Bluetooth and navigation. That's it. That's like seven years. There's, that was the only thing you had. From 2012 to 2020, you added autonomous emergency braking. The car will brake if it's about to hit something. Blind spot monitoring on both sides, which is huge. I mean, that there's no nefarious use for that. You, you can see if cars are next to you instead of, yeah. you know. It actually, well, it helps you drive better. It, it helps you, the, exactly. The blind, the yeah, the blind spot monitor helps you drive better. It lets you see more things. Yeah. You, you added 360 cameras. And then the huge one, the big one, the creepy one, the one that 
truly changed people's uh, way of driving the adaptive cruise control. Don't worry, your car has a radar and it'll speed up and slow down according to the car in front of it. And then from there, you start to get to the, you know, they combine all those things, and now you have autopilot modes. I mean, it's crazy. So yep. in two, three years, they had all that stuff. And it was just, if you could take one of those over, and that's the other thing. So you combine all those autonomous things I just talked about with the fact, the technology I also just talked about, where they know where your car is and they can shut it down. That car has a SIM card. Okay. The car has a SIM card that can be, talk to from a cellular network ours ran on at&t so it doesn't seem that hard to me i'm sure there's hackers out there that could figure out how to get into this thing hack it and and get it to do what 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 you wanted and it's all computers all computers i had the car malfunction one time i thought oh man this thing is shot you know all of a sudden i couldn't go above like 45 you know miles an hour which was scary because i was on the freeway it's like, oh no, this is it. This car's broken. We're gonna have to get a new car. What's going on here? Thank God's under warranty. Take it in. Software update. That's it. It's all computers. All computers. Yep. So I don't I feel like it could easily be hacked. And that ring video, regardless of all the kind of Ann Hayes ties to Epstein or whatever, or, or Ellen's ties to Epstein and her ties to Ellen, I think cars are extremely hackable, and this may be another example of it. Yeah. No, I I definitely think that's a possibility because the the driving it was either intentionally like driving to kill yourself and slam into a house or because it wasn't just like you careless drunk driving. No, it was how they're trying to frame it, and it's she was she was depressed. Not what it looked like at all. No, she was depressed. Da, da, da. I mean, I, I went in with an open mind thinking, okay, this is what it's about. She's depressed. She doesn't, you know, no, that's. Well, because they, they, she made a radio interview appearance all drunk several days earlier. Interesting. And, but then it's like someone gave her something and it messed her up and she wasn't usually a big drinker. And then the, the story in the Greg Reese report that people saw earlier that day and she wasn't messed up. So it's, it's almost like they, that was part of the setup was to make it look like, Oh, she's losing it. You know, she's got a drug or alcohol problem or whatever. And then, um, you know, they said they found cocaine in her system and which, you know, also she's maybe true or maybe not. But if you're if you make it to fifty three, you're, you know, not doing. <laughs> I mean, an amount of cocaine that would uh, make you do that with the car. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Tell that to the what's the Rolling Stones guy, Mick Jagger. He's still going. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You know. It's, yeah. But uh, I have. An unrelated but sort of related story I could throw in here now. Okay. Uh, Electric self-driving BMW test car veers into oncoming traffic, leaving one dead and nine injured in mass pileup in Germany. And if you want to click on that story, you got to see the pictures from this wreck, man. Ugh. Ugh. Brutal. But, uh, you know, just uh, 
the firm said the vehicle was equipped with its level two driver assistance systems, in which case the driver always remains responsible. Yeah, that's their their caveat there. But then it shows the the guy, you know, doing videos of himself in the car not being responsible, not doing anything. Um, that so was, it was a, a, a software. It was a software glitch or failure or whatever you want to call it that's what happens when you let the computers drive these things it's you know it's, now in the Anne Heche thing I think it was intentional and in this case it was accidental but the computers are not foolproof I mean yeah yeah it's very true so that's and they go through all the other Tesla wrecks and everything else but Anyway, this was a BMW. So. Yeah. Well, BMW. It, it's all German. Most of that stuff is all. It's all German or Swedish, which with Volvo and stuff with a lot of the same electronics and a lot of the same software. It's kind of weird. It's all Bosch stuff and different softwares. It's crazy. You ever been in a car with the adaptive cruise control and used it? No. It's it's, not weird. As, it's weird. Not as the driver, no. Yeah, it's weird because the first it's it's goes it's counterintuitive. The first time anybody does it, it's like a it's like a whoa whoa whoa. I'm not going to trust this car to stop itself, but you know, a lot of times it does. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with adaptive cruise control and you hold the wheel. But the the problem is they're getting so advanced, and then the you holding the wheel thing. Land Rover used to have this thing where it would time out after like three or four seconds, if you didn't let go, if you weren't holding the steering wheel, if it couldn't feel your hand putting some sort of pressure on the steering wheel, it would disengage. Tesla supposedly does that. I think it's longer than three seconds, but there's video after video after video on the internet of people cramming like an orange into the steering wheel, like into the... Right, it just has to have contact with something. Yes, yes. And so, you know... Oof. Gosh, there's an 18-month-old toddler in that car, too. Oh, yeah. terrible. So, and here's the thing. It's another case of a solution to something that's not a problem. Yeah. Like, driving, literally, not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And developing things that allow you to pay less attention... It's a Not test helpful. vehicle too. This is terrible uh, PR for BMW. This is a te- electric test vehicle. Yeah, maybe maybe sabotaged by a competitor in that case, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just the, you know, it's like people have so much faith in technology for no reason. It's like, oh, oh, a vaccine that they developed mRNA. Never been done before. Developed it record time, warp speed. Oh yeah, shoot it in my arm. Yeah, shoot it in me. Shoot it in me. Let's do this. Oh, that was a one car, of a car that can drive itself and is in testing phase. Oh yeah, I'll just ride along with that. What could go wrong? That was one of the things. Oh no, is this the? Oh, how the smash happened. They they really brought up all the old school stuff. The the yeah. Tesla that went underneath the the pictures on this one shows the Tesla that goes underneath the semi truck. I mean, it shows they bring all the old wrecks yeah, up of how the whole, the whole file there. Yeah, 
Um, on the on that note, I think I talked about this on the show previously, but when I worked at Volvo, there were so many people who hated driving who came in. They just wanted every safety feature that was available, and they wanted to learn how to use each one, and just basically didn't want to be around. Like, didn't want to be too responsible for the driving. They wanted to 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 get the safest possible car. What was weird was being at Land Rover. People were like, I'm. I'm paying a hundred thousand dollars for this car. It, it's cool. It's got that computer stuff, but I, I'm paying that much money because I want to drive this thing. I'm not. Right. <laughs> it, it was weird. Yeah. It was a different kind of customer. They're both wealthy, but one was like, "No, nah, I'm trying to drive this, man. I didn't buy that. I didn't spend all this money to let some computer do it while I sit back. <laughs> I'm here to yeah. drive this thing." So, anyway, no, that's what people like driving. Like driving, you know, driving's fun. Yeah, dri- driving is fun. <laughs> To me, the there is no appeal of like sitting in a car with the computer driving it. It's like you know, it's the exact opposite of the freedom of driving a car. Yeah, it's kind of the the whole. It used to be how they were advertised too. Yeah, car equals freedom. Yeah, and it's you know, it's like, hey, kid, you want to grow up and get your driver's license so you can be free? No, because that kills the the answer. Now is that no, that kills the planet. I'll just Uber Eats my my McDonald's here. <laughs> yeah, we'll just need. Yeah, or okay, you really want to drive? Okay, well you can have an electric car that can go 100 miles and just plug it in. Just don't go very far. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's so, what they're selling the younger generation. Yeah, no no cross country road trips. What? No. It's, I invite all of our listeners, if you can win this challenge, you'll win a special Revelations Radio News prize. I don't even know what it'll be yet. I'll make I'll make something up. Maybe I'll take something from the store here. But if you can find a, and this is honor system only, find a, a person under the age of 20, I'm going to go 21, that doesn't drive a stick doesn't like teslas no drive a stick nobody's gonna win that easily uh no uh doesn't like teslas doesn't think teslas are super cool then you win a revelations radio news prize you can write in honor system only but i can't find a thing all the kids under 22 that's a nice car man but it's not a tesla like uh okay i don't know what elon did with these kids but whatever he did worked Uh, did you see there's a new meme stock? I'm sure you did. What's the meme stock? Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, I think. Oh, BBBY or whatever? Yeah. 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 I, I that yeah, It's been a meme stock for a while. What's going on with it? Is it oversold the float? Oh, it shot way up. So. Oh, nice. What did it shoot up to? I, don't know. I missed it. Like $75 or something? I don't know. Nice. No, maybe not that high. Maybe that's like... There were a bunch of call options at like ridiculously high levels compared to what the price was. So, oh yeah, I'm sure it's the same thing. I'm sure it was over. You know, there were too many shorts and what have you. Six dollars on uh, August third. Currently at twenty six dollars. That's a that's a two week. That's a two week uh, money maker right there. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? A four-bagger, four five-bagger? Uh, on a related note, not related to that stock specifically, but uh, 
Zero Hedge has uh, the big short. Michael Burry liquidates entire portfolio, holds just one stock at the end of quarter two. I know what it is. I, what I oh, you, to, you know I, what I, the stock is? No, I don't. I can tell you what it is because I know him. What is it? Okay. Well, th- that was my ask Tim. Okay. Guess the stock that he held on to. Uh, it's your Tesla or GameStop. I'm going to say GameStop. No. no. Come on. This guy? He was the original GameStop guy. Okay. That's that's what gave it the gravitas, is Burry held it even, like, he held it long before Roaring Kitty, the original guy who bought up all the stock, who became the famous right. meme guy. He, part of the reason he even started looking into it is because Burry held it. Okay. So. So, uh, no, it is not GameStop. Tesla? So his, We'll, we'll get to it in the article. All right, you, all right. You'll kick yourself because you, you could have gotten it. Just a uh, category, not a specific stock. Okay. So think think category. You category. want to take another guess? Like, what can you count on even in, uh, even in a stock market crash? What would do well? <sighs> Bitcoin? Uh, Bill Gates has also invested in this a lot. Land. That's a good guess because that also applies to Bill Gates and should do well in bad economic times. But no, uh, private prison company. Oh. <laughs> That's the one stock he held on to. Oh. oh so his, his tweet was, uh, the silliness is back after 1929, after 1968, after 2000, after 2008. The strain of silliness that transformed bowls into bubbles completely and utterly disappeared. But that familiar COVID era silliness is not dead yet, like 2001 before Enron, before 9 11, before WorldCom. So, and it shows on his hedge fund, sold, uh, he liquidated Google, Apple, uh, Booking Holdings, Bristol Myers Squibb, Cigna, Discovery, uh, Meta Platforms, fa- Facebook. He did, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. Facebook is down, and so that, I mean, at least if he would have sold a year ago, it would it would have been worth a lot yeah. more. Nestar, uh, something else. Anyway, so yeah, sold it all, and he held on to. Um, let's see. Geo Group, Florida-based Geo Groups, and the news that that was the one stock it he held on to sent its stock surging twelve percent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, private prison company. There you go. So I thought that was interesting. Rabbit trail. I don't have time for today. Ran into it. Uh, there's been quite a bit written about Rockefeller taking over medicine. Yes. He, I believe there is um, a story to be told about Rockefeller taking over the seminaries. But hmm. this, um, so this site is the Rockefeller Foundation and the Celantic Fund, which was kind of targeted at uh, African American churches. And so the Rockefeller Fund started the Celantic Fund, which, um, yeah, targeted. African-American churches and push the 
kind of liberation th- theology junk. Hmm. So kind of interesting there. The interde- interdenominational theological center. Yeah, that's what we want. Uh, along with other liberal Protestant seminaries and schools. So, hmm. There's research project there. If anyone's got anything uh, already that they know or a good resource on that, send it to me. Um, I would be interested. On the destroying the food supply topic and our old stomping grounds, historic flour mill in Oregon burned down last week. Or this was, I think the tweet said that. Yeah, it was last week. Pendleton flour mill. Big fire, burned to the ground. Total loss. So. Huh. Keeps going. So I, I don't know when else I'll fit this in, but uh, I saw this. This is a clip. It looks like a, I hate to say, it's a TikTok that was I got from Twitter. But uh, you worked the Rockefellers in already, and I thought, huh. After I watched this video, I thought, you know, there's still still hope for the Zoomers yet. So this is uh, a young, young Zoomer decided to make a quick video. And mentions uh, the, uh, the the uh, aforementioned Rockefellers. Feminism is a scam. A few years ago, I was an angry, blue-haired feminist. I once believed that male privilege was real and that I was a victim of the wage gap. Now that I understand the true motives of feminism, I know that this could not be further from the truth and that modern-day feminism is a war on true masculinity. Before women had the right to vote, most were stay-at-home wives, which meant they weren't working jobs and couldn't be taxed. Our overlords didn't like that. Rockefeller started funding feminist campaigns in media, and as a consequence of the movement, women started started entering the workforce and leaving the home. Children would then be separated from their parents and sent to Rockefeller-funded schools to be indoctrinated by the state. All of this ultimately disrupting the family unit at its core. Feminism is defined as the belief in social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. But in the West, I must ask, what rights do men have that women don't? Modern feminists are convincing women that hookup culture, using hormonal birth control, and not shaving is liberation. That toxic masculinity is prevalent and the patriarchy must be dis- Dismantled. Through movies and media, we're taught that working for the man, climbing the corporate ladder, and paying tax is more empowering and valuable than raising the next generation. Women have lost touch with our natural loving instincts, and birth rates are plummeting. Men and women are not the same. And by protesting for equality of outcome rather than opportunity, feminists are demonizing and emasculating men. There you go. Yeah. Sound like she'd seen the Aaron Russo thing. Well, it's funny you it's funny you mentioned that because as she's talking into the camera, the only time that the, the video cuts away, it literally shows a picture of Aaron Russo. Oh yeah, <laughs> talking during uh, freedom to fascism. Yep, Which talking good, to Alex Jones. Good documentary uh, and worth watching, but just be aware that whoever told them it was. That he was Nick Rockefeller, there, there really is no Nick Rockefeller. So, that's there is that, but hmm. anyway. But still, uh, I'm not saying don't. It watch makes more sense. Just that sure. particular story is a little, a little questionable. I agree. The story is questionable, but it, well, her summation and explanation right there of what feminism is and the movement of feminism and what it's what role it's played especially the attack on the family taking the kids out of the home the mom out of the home putting the kids in the indoctrination camp i mean that's spot on yeah spot on yeah it's like what i mean what what a scam like you go from an economy where 
one yep. man with a high school education can support a family. Uh, support a family, put kids through college with the, with not any special skills or anything, just hard work. Work the same job oh, for 40 years. Oh, guess years. what? Now you both get to work like dogs and you still won't be as well off as your parents were. I've heard, for equality. I've heard some controversial opinions to, so, such as like uh I would never submit to a husband and because that that's I'm just, that's just beneath me. Now I have to now I have to leave and drop my kids off at school and go to work and submit to a corporate boss. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which one's truly better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's well, and then I mean all the single parent households, man. It's rough on. I, it's tough with two parents. It's incredibly tough with one so right and then you, i mean you hear the stories it's all like the nfl players oh i would love my mom she worked three jobs it's like which, okay she worked three jobs single mom like you never saw her then yeah that's not a that's not the way it was supposed to, supposed to be yeah but is that her fault because she couldn't have the dad in the home because then she couldn't get the extra wealth i mean it's just it's just such yeah. a We've, the American public has been so screwed over and brainwashed on that whole front. It's just ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Like you said, it's uh, how is it? it? It was better when just one person left the home, you know? Yep. Now, now you got both of them leaving the home and who, who knew that, you know, divorce rates skyrocket. That's another thing. Divorce. Like, just look at divorce. It's just skyrocketing hmm. because people, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Marriage doesn't work. You know, every everybody I see around me doesn't work. I, I don't. I don't actually mean me. I mean that that's what many Americans are seeing. They're looking around in their own social circles. Kids are growing up. That doesn't seem to work. It must be old fashioned. And part of that is the you know the having to be members of the workforce. Yeah. Well, I've got a clip I want to throw in there, but it's not really tied to anything. You want Perfect. to play the, the Tom Woods and Texas Slim, and then we'll take a break? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Uh, so this is uh, part of... So Tom Woods interviewed Texas Slim, who had been on with Adam Curry previously, and uh, they're talking about nutritional advice that uh, Tom Woods grew up with versus what's actually true. <laughs> I remember back when I was growing up in the 80s, it was the conventional wisdom that it was unhealthy for you to eat red meat. This was a an unwise indulgence, but we being silly human beings, we can't resist it, so we eat it anyway. And now increasingly, as with so many other things that they told us with such a high degree of confidence, it turns out it's just the opposite. I mean, it's like, it reminds me of when I was a kid, I used to not eat butter on my pancakes. I thought the butter was bad for me. The butter is better than the pancakes. <laughs> you know, exactly. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> so there is a little bit of a shift, at least maybe not among the, ex the so-called expert class, but the general public, I think, has started to get the message that actually – the alleged evidence that 
eating red meat is bad for you is more or less non-existent. Like, go ahead and show it to me and have it really, really show there's a connection. Not a correlation. Show me there's a connection. You basically can't find it. So that no. itself has been a very important step forward in this, that people realize, okay, maybe I should eat meat after all. Yeah, you look back with the cholesterol lie, the cholesterol deception, you know, that was Ansel Keys basically creating this type of propaganda around meat way back when Eisenhower, our president, our warrior in the 50s, 1954, had a heart attack. Well, they started looking at cholesterol and they were saying that, well, our president had a heart attack because, you know, he eats too much red meat. Well, they didn't bring up the fact that he smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. And so you look at the cholesterol lie and how it's basically been used in the medical field and in the agricultural field and ranching and everywhere across the point from medical, pharmaceutical to agricultural complexes that basically it's been one big deception. You cannot say that we did not get here by eating animal protein. Nobody was having heart attacks before the 1920s, 1930s, 1950s. What we did is we increased our consumption of chemicals and basically processed food in a way that we'd never done before. So if you understand history and you understand our consumption models based on pure animal protein, it was a lie. And then that fed into the fat-free lie, which has been horribly orchestrated, but people still believe it today, that fat, animal fat, is bad for you. It's quite the opposite. It's the most healthy thing you can do. Yeah, it turns out eating God's animals that God created, that he gave uh, to man to look over, actually the best yeah. possible thing you can have. And maybe... Uh, letting them graze in the <laughs> open sunshine and and fresh air and give it, giving them clean water, maybe that maybe you get a better product at the end of it too. But. Well, don't don't you don't you put that? I mean, it would be better for some of these fields around here that you know have the cows on them and the birds and the grass and the trees. Be better if there wasn't cows on them, but there was like solar panels and windmills. Solar panels, windmills, and and some uh, GMO corn growing yes. all out there. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Now you get it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need. Or maybe some GMO soy. Just yeah, yeah. It's what they want, but it's well. And uh, you know, we kind of give Dvorak a bit of a hard time, but he did nail it on this. Where you know they're talking about carbon footprint for with cows, like. You literally just need some <laughs> land with grass on it. Like, let them go. Yep. You know, make sure there's water. It's yeah. it's not hard. No, I'm sorry, it's not a. And they and they leave the. What else are you gonna do out there? They leave the field in better shape. Yeah. They so, you know they their poop turns into fertilizer and, and I mean it makes a health it's a healthy ecosystem almost like God had set this whole thing up to like. Well, and be self-sustaining and, and straightforward. And I, you know, I'm unfortunately not a not a farmer, but was learning about some other stuff where they've kind of taken it one step further. Where they're, you know, you bring the cows through and you bring the goats through, and you, and if you do it right, basically, you know, you, you create a healthy 
soil without having to do anything except let animals, you know, eat what they want. So, oh man! But did they were like were they eating any soy? <laughs> it's, I the, don't think so. Did they no, have any I almond? I don't milk? think they like the Lucky Charms and the soy and the yeah, the frosted mini wheats. <laughs> you know. so, oh, the World Health yeah. Organization. <laughs> It's a healthy food. Frosted mini wheats. Was it was that a World Health Organization that compass thing? Oh was yeah, the yeah, the WHO food com- Yeah, the food oh, yeah. Com- I think it is. Who <laughs> food compass? I knew you laughed because you knew what I was talking about. Was that on no agenda? Yeah, I was on no agenda. Oh, uh, the food compass. Yeah. Uh the who I didn't, I didn't realize it was the WHO thing. No, I might be wrong on that. Food Compass is a nutrient purifying system. Uh, FDA, maybe? I don't know. But Food Compass is way better than the Illuminati pyramid. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, maybe a Freemason-connected group there. <laughs> yeah, the Food, food, the food, food Compass. Compass. Yes, yes. Let's get into donations. It looks like your donation sheet is empty, so I'll go straight to the source that I have here. Not a lot of donations this week around, but we did get a new one. We have our regulars. Let's get to those. So, first off, starting us off. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me sing. Let me sing. Let me sing. sing. What do we got here? Do, 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 do. All right. Thank you for listening to Revelations Radio News. Out of the 4 million podcasts out there, you are choosing to listen to ours, and we are extremely appreciative of that. As you may have noticed, there are no ads, and our opinions are far from being brand safe. Therefore, this podcast will only exist as long as you choose to keep it going excuse me through prayer, encouragement, and monetary support. Andrew and I want to take some time to thank these generous financial contributors to episode... Uh, 285. Um, many people are saying that uh, our inc- wait, wait, wait. No, you, you, we read through the names, yeah. And the rest of the script, there. okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Andrew and I want to take some time to thank these generous financial contributors to episode 285. So we'll start with Danny from Medford, Oregon, who of course came in with $25 on the same day. On, thank you, Danny. On the same day, Kathy from... Ah, I should know where Kathy's from. Let me give her her credit because I don't even have it in the spreadsheet. But Kathy came in with $100. Big donor of the week there. Uh, thank, thank you, Kathy. Kathy. And if I look at previous pages where she's donated, I'm sure I can figure where she's from. And then Valerie came in uh, with $30. I think Valerie... Definitely a repeat donor. I'm trying to remember where she's from off the top of my head, but I can't. Uh, Polesbo, Washington. Kathy is? Valerie is. Okay, Valerie's from, from Polesbo, Washington. How about Kathy? Got a Kathy in there at all? I'll look it up as well. So we got Valerie from Polesbo, Danny from Medford, and then Kathy with the big $100 donations. And she came in from... Let's see. It's like... Valerie is monthly. Thank you, Valerie. Yeah, that's a big donation for monthly, too. Thank you. I mean, it's not like... 
Danny every single episode type of not, not showly, but sometimes uh, once a month is more often than once a show. So. <laughs> that's a good point. That's that's how they get ahead of them. Uh, up. I'm looking at the like web interface version of this, and it's not working for me. It's kind of annoying. I want to give Kathy where, her credit. Wherever Kathy is from, we we thank her a lot for that very generous donation. Absolutely. You want to you want to read the end? The rest. Oh, of the, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Let me get back to it over this, here. This next part. Do your best, Donald Trump voice. All right. Many people are saying that Revelations Radio News contributors are quite simply the most intelligent, beautiful, talented, kind, and generous group of people under the firmament. And we have to agree with them. Or on a spinning globe in space. If you want to join this... Who wrote this copy, anyway? What in the world? If you want to join this elite group, please go to support tab at revelationsradionews.com. Thank you for supporting our work. This work doesn't keep going without you guys, so thank you guys for your support. Via, remember we had an audio engineer for a while? He like showed me how to do stuff, and now it sounds better. And I think he's back to work. So there's just all kinds of things out there that people have helped us along the way, and we appreciate all of you. Uh, thank you for continuing to support us. Thank you for continuing to listen to our podcast and uh, supporting us through prayer or financially or whatnot. Did you laugh? Did you learn anything new today? Was that worth your time? How much are you paying for Netflix a month? What's your Netflix subscription? It's like 25 bucks. Is it really? I think it's twenty-two. Uh, yeah, it's. it's you know, I, I thought I. So I have ESPN Plus for golf and UFC. Shocking. They're both on there. And they're raising the price again, up to yeah. ten bucks a month. So. Well, it's inflation. I think a lot of it. <laughs> they keep overpaying for content there. None of this stuff pencils out like they're not making money on anything none of these streaming services are yeah it all comes crashing down eventually but who knows i mean amazon's making a profit now after they completely you know eliminated all competition so maybe that's the plan with this just be the last on, one standing on the overall business or on the streaming specifically uh, I don't know. I'm, I think on the overall business, I, I think, yeah. yeah, streaming specifically doesn't. Okay, yeah, you got me. Kathy is from San Jose, California. Uh, yes. I don't think I would have got San Jose. I was thinking she was from California. But. Wait, did she donate last week? I feel like we had this conversation last week. Anyway. Maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. But the spreadsheet didn't get updated. Whoever... I think I had somebody in the back office today that was going to be doing that, <laughs> and oh. they they didn't. Oh, no. Yeah. We got two. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever felt motivated to donate, other than the great Danny from Medford, Oregon, we have two ladies from the terrible state of California. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Los Angeles sure and then San Jose. get the wrong... Because Car- Caroline's from San Jose. Uh, maybe I messed that up. Sheet. 
I know. Maybe I have you messed that up. I think I messed that up. I think she's from Los Angeles and uh, Kathy's okay. from San Jose. Okay. I messed it up. She did actually says San Joe's, California. San Joe's. Yeah. Look out for San Joe's. <laughs> Hold on a second. That, Hold on a second. Just give me a second. That'd be a great name for a town. Excuse me? Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, no. That's, that's the last time. What? No, no, not anymore. Radio theater here, man. I don't know if that worked or not. <laughs> I could kinda, Don't worry. I'll I edit it. Hear I'll edit it in post. Oh, you'll make it sound good in post? <laughs> All right. <laughs> there ain't no post anymore, my friend. This why that's how we do a show every week. There's no posts. We're gonna do. Uh, so, Tim, we were a little late starting the show because Very of late. technical difficulties. Because I'm r- ridiculous. And so, in my passive aggressive uh, revenge on Tim for making used, him sit there, I yeah, I used the half hour that he made me sit and wait on getting some flat earth clips so those those may or may not be showing up in here but uh there is a new a new sub stack very controversial um uh, sub stack that i i put out there so oh is this your sub stack okay yeah, yeah has it been very controversial how's it been received so the uh the first comment i got was moon round unsubscribing so wow I, I don't i didn't say the moon wasn't round but anyway you're a jerk but uh out in, here calling in general, the moon flat there were some um some nice comments complimentary and kind of like like hey thanks i've i've, I've kind of thought about it but like thanks for saying it out loud type deal you know mm-hmm. and uh then some like, well, but what about this, you know, comments too, which were great. Um, but he, Did, here's the hold thing. Hold on a about, second. Did you not put your, a link to this in your in the show notes here? No. No, you, I didn't. You knew where it was. Okay. Let's see. I'm on a new computer. Oh, I can, I can put one in there, but yeah. But... Um, Anyway, so God is real and space is fake is the the title. And speaking of Substack, I thought that they had a God is bo- real, space is fake. If you put that into a, a search, my little brave search over here, pulls pulls it right up. There you go. Didn't even Oh yeah, it's controversial already. <laughs> so I had thought that there was something wrong with Substack and that there were a bunch of bots. Mm-hmm. So I was getting subscriptions even though I wasn't like doing anything. You know, it's not really how it works. Right. Well, do you know what was actually happening? No. Uh, Mr. James Corbett had put uh, my Substack on his Substack's recommended list, which I didn't even know. So, like, literally three-quarters of the subscribers came from from that. So, thank you, James, for that. That was hmm. nice. Interesting. So, maybe he will remove it now that I did a flat-earth <laughs> post. So, just 
but uh, yeah, for for while while I was up there, thank you very much. Unsubscribe. And, <laughs> unsubscribe. Which, when it is a free subscription, it might hurt slightly less there, but. Uh, <laughs> Um. Anyway, couple, couple other things. But speaking of space, the Biden administration has put their most brilliant mind in charge of space, and we have. Played oh, one. I already know the we most brilliant mind. <laughs> she is previously. She hey, is a stalwart on this show. Where's the folder? Which did I move? Did I remove the folder for yes. you? It's completely gone from you. Yes. My apologies. I know who the biggest brain in the Biden administration right. is, so you don't even have to tell me. So the, there's. I two can clips. see it here. There's two clips. One is the old one, and but they're both short. So play the old one, Kamala on space. Uh, I I thought she, her. Her breadth of knowledge was limited only to what's going on in the economy. <laughs> to the economy? I yeah. know. She covers it all. Space, the economy. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant yes and then uh let's play camilla space exploration this is the recent one okay camilla on space come on man it's doing something hold on camilla space exploration yeah i got it Uh, prices have gone up oh that's the wrong sorry i thought that was the wrong it's a different clip, Andrew. Sorry about that, buddy. Was... Do you think that clip is better with the uh at the beginning? Uh, I, I left the uh in, so I'd have to say yes. Yes, it is. Okay. I mean, she's like off the cuff. She's like, I mean, you don't know? Uh, prices. We know that we really are quite behind in terms of maximizing our collective understanding about how we will engage on the technology of today and what we can quit. That's not a sentence. <laughs> I'll let this play in its entirety. But I, just, I have to point out, that is, that is not even a sentence. That The first 12 seconds is it's performative after performance. It's nothing. It's, okay. she's, not, she's not saying a word. There's... Yeah, you're going to have to wait quite a while longer. And what I should have done is ask you, I should have clipped the first 40 seconds and said, what is she talking about? Yes, then, yes, then that's next game. time let's play this game. Because, that. yeah, don't tell me it's Camelot on space exploration. It's what is Camelot talking about? This should yeah. be our, all right, let's see, if, let's see how long it takes. Just ignore what you guys think the clip is about. Let's see how far into this 50 seconds we can get. Before we understand what he's talking, she's talking about. We know that we really are quite behind quite in behind. terms of maximizing our collective understanding okay. about how we will engage on the yes. technology of today. Engage the technology. And what we can quickly and easily predict easily will be the technology predict. over the next decades. What? So okay. to maintain our position as the United States of America on this issue, is that our rank? it is critical that we work together 
to understand where we are, to recognize and have the courage to speak truth about what is obsolete, and then to partner to ensure that we are speaking the same language with the same motivation, inspired by the opportunity of it all, but then doing the work of updating how we have been talking and thinking about our exploration in space. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's really, really bad. Yeah. And I'll tell you this because I saw it earlier. You texted it to me earlier. I I saw it and it's way worse when it's just audio. I feel like a lot of her life she may have gotten by on like looks and presentation and just mannerism and i'm not saying that all of those like are she, great because she looks confident when she's right she does she, doesn't, she looks like a thing. confident person but like <laughs> when you hear it and just really start to listen to the words she's saying not how she says them just the actual words she's saying it's a uh, without it, the power suit it's confusing <laughs> i'm confused it's almost what, like these people don't know what they're talking about. You're kidding me. Yeah. That's crazy. How did we get here? Just all designed to make us mad, I guess. All right. So the the only... Uh, we don't have to play the... Greg, we, we already got our Greg Reese quota for the day. And we've played his Flat Earth report before. So play the, the other one that I... I pulled the Flat Earth clip on Polaris, or the North Star, and the Constellations. All right. This is Michael Burry and Kamala on inflation. That's what I'm playing. We have technology (laughs) that is outrunning their lives. Now we have time-lapse. Ooh, imagine that. We have time-lapse where we can point at the sky, and year after year, day after day, hour after hour, the sky's spinning. of stars every day there should be different stars random stars in the sky if we are traveling at 650 million miles an hour which is mark 870,000 do you really believe that every year we move through space at five and a half trillion miles every year And yet every year, the same stars keep turning over our Earth. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. Year after year after year. And yet none of those constellations distort, change shape, get brighter. There has never been, in recorded history, we have never seen any star get brighter or dimmer, or any shape of those constellations which are still recognisable today as they were thousands of years ago, they never suffer any parallax or distortion. Polaris has never moved in all of recorded history. Point your camera up at Polaris and do a time lapse and watch God's perfect timepiece spin above you. We move five trillion six hundred ninety-four million miles through space 
every year. Congratulations to you if you believe that. It's called education, indoctrination and dumbing down. So the, you know, I, I've got more research to do, but as I understand it, Copernicus thought, you know, everything's pretty stationary, we're just going around the sun, but there was no, like, hurtling through space, right? But then you had the Big Bang and the expanding universe, so you can't have it be still, so then it became, no, we're, we're hurtling through space, so is the sun, so is everything else, and that's, you know, that's what the, the actual modern science claims, but then you've got the problem of how do the stars end up in exactly the same spot, you know, so they can build uh, whatever Stonehenge or Little Stonehenge in Washington or the Georgia Guidestone so that it shows the star on one particular day in one particular tiny pinhole, you know. It's, I think it's a good question. Yeah, absolutely. I Copernicus said the sun is the middle of the solar system. That's right. kind of kind of. But his it was deal. A, it was a very like sun, and then the the planets going around it. But everything was that was it, right? You know, yeah, the, yeah. There wasn't like. But until that through space at that point, I think until that point though, the sun and the moon rotated around the earth well it's that was the the main the, i don't mean literally i just mean yeah that's that was the belief was that those they rotated around the earth well that i mean that's what was believed since the you know book of job was written at yeah. least and likely before that because it was every other culture too but yeah no, I hey, I I told you this kind of it was in confidence, but not really in confidence. But it was like I'd never told another soul. But during like a deep dive somewhere between you know all my deep dives when I first kind of woke up to nine eleven, all the way through the beginning and to the of this podcast and throughout, sometime I stumbled onto a video about the geocentric model, mm-hmm. and I was and it didn't say the Earth was flat, but it basically just said the earth is not it's not hurtling through space right it's still spinning or it, whatever but no it actually was, actually i wasn't i don't even think it's still spinning i think the earth is the center of the universe and that made a lot of sense to me i was like i i didn't it matches I, up with the bible there. yeah it matches up with the bible and i thought i'm not going to tell anybody this this is this kind of sounds insane i don't it's so taboo to even mention this but i think that the geocentrism that was widespread before Copernicus was right. I think that was probably closer to what the actual truth was. So anyway, I, that, well, that's why I've been so amicable to your yeah, uh, you new your new ob- fire me new obsession. <laughs> I mean, it's a good time to mention that two hundred eighty five is a nice round number, and Future Quake didn't make it. <laughs> Future Creek didn't make it past 300, so I don't think we deserve to, they, but... They didn't? No, it was 300 episodes. Oh, it was 300 exactly? Mm-hmm. 
I believe, I believe. But anyway, uh, like I said, in confidence, like, like I never thought I would ever tell anybody that. But like I logged it away. I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. That's interesting. Geocentricism is kind of where I'm sitting on this. That's weird. And then I just logged off and I never spoke about it again. And when you first brought up everything, I'm like, with this flat earth stuff, I'm like, you kind of tried to ambush me, get me going. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I don't think any of that, I don't know about all that. It seems odd, but I'll tell you one thing. I, I've kind of determined this a while back. <laughs> I also think that all the the space trips are fake. The the, yeah. the moon landings are fake and the Apollo and all this stuff is fake. It's, there's, and I came to that wasn't necessarily by like a flat earth or a uh, Van Allen belt uh, power of deduction or something to this effect, but more uh, Stanley Kubrick and The Shining and kind of the yeah. the mysteries of what's going on in that movie and how he's kind of trying to send a send a message to everybody that the moon landing was fake from from the grave in a way. Well, yeah, I mean, he made the movie before, long, long before he died, but it but people start looking at it now and you're just like, man, I don't know. This is interesting. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's this movies out. He's talking about, you know, there's some really weird symbolism in this movie and we still haven't been, you know, cause it's made in like the seventies and now it's like 40 years later and you're like, Hmm, why haven't we been back to the moon? What's Stanley Kubrick talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. Why was the government able to pull something like that off then? And they can't do <laughs> anything close to it now and i'll say the most com- one of the more compelling things for the flat earth argument is the strange fascination and off-limitsness of antarctica, antarctica. Yeah. yeah yeah well and you know you can fly over the north pole or what we call the north pole there's all sorts of Plane trips that take you over the well, north, but Santa Claus lives there. I mean, come on. There's no flights, you know, they go over the South Pole. Hmm. Doesn't make any sense. So that's that's one of the things I threw in the Substack was um, actually a short kind of book someone had written, but it's available for free. Where they went through all these emergency landings that had happened and mm-hmm. been like, okay, the flight is from here. The flight was going there. And yet the emergency landing was made in a place that makes no sense on a globe. So Ah, that's interesting. And another one that you kind of mentioned off the cuff that I've really been noodling on, I think more because this here in Oklahoma City, it's so much more visible than it was all the way buried down in Olympia and not in <laughs> Seattle, but the uh, Capitol buildings. Oh, with the domes? They're all yeah. domes. They're yeah. all domes. It's a Freemason thing, yeah. Every Capitol building is a dome. That's weird. It's a Freemason thing. That's a if you if if you, you want to know um, what level of Freemason is, ask him what the shape of the Earth is. <laughs> <laughs> so is it thirty two? <laughs> I think yeah, I thirty thirty two. The I Earth is know. flat, and exactly then thirty two in Scottish Rite, the Earth is flat. Thirty three, Lucifer, the light bearer, is the creator. Well, and and they don't teach like biblical cosmology, but they they have their they, own. They wrap it up in biblical cosmology with the black sun and the yeah the, the with the some stuff. some blood sacrifice, a little bl- yeah. white and black masonic squares. 
That's well, the earth. That's the symbol of the earth. But yeah. Is it? Yeah. And then you have the, the coffin is like the underworld. And then they've got the the pillars and the stage. Everything's on their little diagrams have a you know symbolism that can relate to the their flat earth cosmos. Early on in my kind of waking up period, I knew way too much about Freemasonry. So... Um. Yeah, I know the whole kind of way that looks. I'll tell you, there is video of them sacrificing goats at those things in their little Masonic temple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They must have been rogue, though. I'm sure it's not normal. I'm sure, it's not <laughs> totally, totally normal behavior. Totally normal. No, they were rogue, though. Did you hear about this giant sinkhole in Chile? I did. Interesting. interesting. It was described in the post that I saw as a a portal to the underworld. But then it has the depth. So it's like, well, if you know how deep it is, how is it a portal (laughs) to the underworld? So it's supposedly a super... It's very circular, I will say that. Yeah, it's like round. Yeah. Oh, it's near a copper mine. (laughs) <laughs> that could have something to do with it. Yeah. You think? Oh, it mis- a mysterious sinkhole appears right near a place where we were digging in the <laughs> earth for copper? Yeah. It's said to be 200 meters deep and 25 meters wide. 200 meters deep is deep. That's deep, yeah. yeah. Well, and maybe there was a... Abby... Aquifer- aquifer or something but sure yeah Yeah, abby check it out abby Abby from chile he's in (laughs) santiago so it's just north of santiago let us know if it's real the story on the sinkhole is this really happening anyway i I had some uh news from my former home area there okay uh canadian softball team visiting portland gets uh Within two days, thieves stole a catalytic converter from the team's bus, then <laughs> broke into the bus and stole their personal belongings. Hey, welcome yes. to Portland. And then a possibly related story. A theft ring bust 42,000 catalytic converters recovered, and it shows a picture of the guy's garage. With Was that, that's in Kent, Washington, isn't it? No. Uh, uh, Lake Oswego. No kidding. Nice part of Portland, yeah. Uh, His Lake Oswego house yielded 3,000 converters alone. Isn't that where Damian Lillard lives out there? Yeah, Lake Oswego is the nice nice part. Hmm. So apparently it's a good business because he was living in Lake Oswego on the catalytic converter thefts. Hmm. But, yeah, it's... uh, uh, I got a note there. Nationally, State Farm saw claims for catalytic converter thefts jump from $4.6 million to $62.6 million during like the last two years. So. Hmm. But uh, Portland, one of the worst, and probably because of that guy and his crime ring. But. No kidding. I mean, it's... Uh, let me see. I was... Uh, this is... Uh, Kind of a popular meme going around. I was in Florida and I saw a bumper sticker on a parked car that read, I miss Washington State. 
So I stole their catalytic converter and threw a few hypodermic needles inside their car. Left a a note that said, I hope this helps. You got to siphon their gas out, too, though. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this was like. So, so hold on a second. Does Burry think that these people are going to start being arrested? Is is that. Is that the long game there? Is that the logic? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it just like as everything collapses, there will be more criminals, I guess, is the logic. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's, there's, I mean, but you're going to have to have people that are going to arrest them in order for the the prisons to make money, right? Yeah, and you've got to, and prisons are not cheap to run. I mean, they're. No. Well, but they're like any other government you know, organization or, you know, government, uh, yeah, you just contract government for all yeah. the expenses and then yeah. you keep all the profits there. But, exactly. Uh, exactly. This wrench can only be used on the, uh, prison toilets. We have to special make this wrench. <laughs> it's like a $5,000 wrench. Yeah. Funny how that works. Uh, well, speaking of, since we're talking about Portland and Seattle, uh, no better time than to play this. This clip came out a couple weeks ago. This is by David Cho, or actually, I don't even think this guy was with David Cho. This is somebody else, but there's become a whole group of citizen journalists that are wandering around and talking to the homeless and recording the homeless, recording them being moved, recording them not being moved, recording them doing crimes. Uh, it's become a kind of a whole a whole thing. It's like a fight with the uh, state, with the county. And uh, with the city of Seattle, uh, one of the reasons I left just this morning, I think they uh, cleaned up a, a Burt Gilman Trail uh, homeless encampment that had been going on for several weeks. That, strangely enough, there was video of people being moved to the Burt Gilman Trail via car <laughs> and truck, uh, like they had been picked up somewhere else and then brought to the mm. Burt Gilman, which is. You know, the Burt Gilman's an amazing trail system. It runs all through Seattle, and it's like, you know, there's trees on each side, and you know, hills, and it goes along Lake Washington. Wonderful place to ride your bike, wonderful place to walk with kids. It's strollers. Everybody's out doing that sort of thing. Cannot imagine, with with trees on both sides, what a homeless encampment does to that that whole scene. Heroin addicts, you know, you got kids coming down, riding their bikes. I mean, that's that's the end of that. So, anyway, uh... I know exactly where this was. This is a drug addict. Uh, he's basically just... He's on kind of the median on I-5. So headed into downtown, I-5 goes up and down over some hills. And then it goes underneath some buildings. And then there's this kind of kind of concrete mesh system where you know different ramps are going different places. And you end up with these inclines or weird concrete so spaces in between. And close, we're talking pretty close to like the sports stadiums, right? Down that area? No, more uh, I-5. But it is Seattle, for sure. It's like downtown. But this is up on uh, I-5, uh, which is up the hill from all that. Anyway, it, not, not super important. Uh, but this this uh, citizen journalist starts talking to this homeless dude who looks high. He talks about having been up for several days, so most likely using meth. And guy is amazingly well spoken and has some pretty interesting thoughts. What's well, your opinion? Uh, you're, you're the real boots on the ground. <laughs> uh, 
the fact is that the permissive attitudes in the liberal wing of the Democratic Party that runs this city and runs this state really uh, has allowed it to get this way. Y'all have taken, uh, what's the, uh, I've been up for a minute. The adjective I'm looking for is, uh, well, it, it stems from other stuff. Y'all have a, just lacks attitudes on a lot of things, and this is the only place in the country that I know of that allows people to sleep on the sidewalks and just hold well, up the, shit. The lax attitude comes from that you're a victim, and so we should just keep you where you're at and keep you. Well, coming. if I'm a victim, then the state's a perpetrator. How I got here is, a, is another story, but uh. So what do you think has to change? You have living the voted the voting patterns of the people of the city of Seattle and King County have to change. Uh, they don't like it. Uh, they can vote Republican. And, you know, there's about a quarter of a million, 300,000 homeless people and former homeless people in this city and county. All it would take is one third party candidate to really throw an election. Because I promise you, if I ran for mayor, I would clean this up. I would make this go away. And I'd stick the police on all the damn heroin dealers in town. Right on. So I think probably what we all need to do is meet in the, meet in the middle again, right? No, I, my daddy was a Republican of the old European style. Uh, he fled Franco, uh, Spain, and he told me that if you compromise in your life, you might as well just bend over, quite frankly, uh, because that's what compromise gets you, is where it starts. If you really believe in something, why compromise on it? Right on. Well, thank you for sharing your perspective. Thank you for letting us. Sorry for being R-rated. <laughs> Not the reaction I think that she was hoping to get there. <laughs> oh, you think she was? She wanted him to say, like, meet in the middle and be a moderate Democrat? Yes. Or, yeah. yeah. I got another little clip from him. I think they asked him a follow-up question or tried to get another clip from him, and I don't think... I don't know. It's, I don't know. I can't tell if she's... Uh, I guess she records it all and puts it on the internet, so at least she likes some of this interview, but uh, one more short clip. It's 30 seconds. Not this bad because of y'all's fear of being called certain unpalatable uh, names like racist, uh, classist, I guess. Uh, you know, y'all have laws for a reason. Enforce them. I thought that was good. You guys are all too scared to be called certain names. So he's, he's clearly not from seattle no he's he immigrated <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a lot of y'alls there no he's he said y'all several times he also said i don't think did that, he say where he was from no but he also said i don't i don't know of another city in the country where you could just sleep on the sidewalk like this and yeah. you know do heroin and or whatever yeah it's kind of like a real life version of the alex stein character where he's like I love Portland. Portland said, I just want to tell everyone who wants to do math to come to Portland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, I think it's, you know, the, it, I think he's right. He's got some interesting thoughts, and I think he's 100% right on 
this is everybody's too scared to be called something that they're not. And well, I think I think that is part of it from the voter perspective. It usually lasts until it shows up in your yard, right? And then all of a sudden, oh wait, come on, I think, do something about it. I, I've, but I've the, rant and rambled about this ad nauseum. I'll, I'll, I'll save you and the listeners this time around. But I think this there's so much election fraud in Washington. I think it's ground zero for yeah. election fraud with the well, mail-in voting and whatnot. Yeah, it's the Washington, and this is not anywhere near Seattle, but the. Um, the congressional district that is includes Yakima, Washington. Right. Uh, there's this guy, Dan Newhouse, and one other Republican are the only, out of like 20, are the only Republicans that voted to impeach Trump and got reelected. Hmm. Very shady. Like with... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it didn't make... I don't know. Didn't make sense. Although the candidate that uh, Trump endorsed, not very dynamic. So maybe it was legit, but uh, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this. The Republicans who do exist in Seattle and in Washington state, they're not getting more and more liberal based on what's happening there. No. So that's why it doesn't make sense, the elections, right? Right. Like I still, yeah, I don't even want to get into it, but yeah. It just doesn't well, make sense. It doesn't add up. But what I was going to say as far as, you know, I from the voter perspective, yes, there is some like, oh, just dumb liberal part. But from the actual people, the politicians and the community organize, you know, all the nonprofits and stuff, this is a large scam. And that's why money gets poured into this and doesn't help anything. It's not supposed to help anything it's political payoff money to different organizations like oh you're gonna you know oh you were a good democrat uh wh- why don't you head up this this uh coalition to help the homeless and we'll dump a bunch of money and oh where'd it go hmm. oh we should buy that hotel and <laughs> put homeless people in it yeah yeah well the view crazy the, stuff view yeah. the space needle and stuff yeah, but well, they're doing what? that all over the place. I mean, Austin, Texas, and so Seattle I mean, and Portland, Seattle, San Francisco. I know Seattle. I you know I know it well. They're twenty years. The direction it's going, you are essentially going to have one of the most beautiful, picturesque downtowns in the country, filled with Amazonite techies who are paying millions of dollars to live there. <clears throat> and are being paid millions of dollars from the software behemoth that is Amazon, the shopping behemoth that is Amazon, and homeless people and crime. That's like that's that's all that's gonna be left downtown. Yeah. Five six years ago, Seattle. I think it was like twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. The downtown Seattle area was the one of the fastest growing metro areas in the country. Because everybody was, Amazon was building more and more buildings. Uh, Paul Allen was selling all this stuff to Amazon. They were building all these buildings. And then all these other apartment buildings and condo buildings and luxury high-rises started to go in. I mean, if you look at a map, uh, like a picture of the cityscape of Seattle in like 2010, and then look at it now, it's almost unrecognizable. 
there used to be some tall buildings, a huge gap, and then the Space Needle, if you're looking at it from the water. Now it's some tall buildings and a crap load of medium-sized buildings and then the Space Needle. I mean, it's just crazy. So it's a, it goes from one of the fastest-growing downtown areas to most of the people I knew from 2020 on who lived in the Seattle area would tease each other about why would you ever go downtown. Yeah, which is so sad. I mean, that's it's the whole super point sad. Of living, you know, living in a big city is go downtown for some of the amenities. Even if yeah. you don't live there, you can go down for some of the amenities. Yeah. One of the flagship stores, the one right downtown in Westlake Center, I've been there several dozen times, and I brought my mom there. You know, she comes. We pop over, we see the Pike Place, we do this, we do that, we come back. Westlake Center, stop at Starbucks. There's a Starbucks there, super big, in and out. It's like the epitome of Northwest Coffee. Get this, Andrew. You walk up, wait about a minute or two, place your order, and then they give you your coffee in less than a minute or two. Dear Oklahoma, I spent a fortnight in the line outside of the local Dutch Brothers. I do not understand if you are milking the cows back there, but coffee can be made quicker than this. So that store closed. I saw a recent picture of it. Completely closed. It's one of the ones they closed because the employees didn't feel safe, quote unquote. As my friend Andrew Hoffman likes to say, you were losing your butts on uh, nobody was buying coffee there anymore. Losing your butts financially. And well, think, well, if you can't get people to show up for work, that's a problem too, though. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I saw that was good for, just there's one thing it was good for. I won't even make you guess because you won't get it, but you totally will kick yourself. The only thing that Starbucks is good for now, parking uh, those scooters in front of. <laughs> There's about 80 scooters parked in front of it. Oh, it's got scooter parking? Yeah, all those scooters. They just put them right there. They're all kind of gorilla scooters or whatever, so they just throw them there. But that's Seattle, folks. So I don't understand. what. My question to you, Andrew, are we just headed towards like a... What was the... Shoot. I'm too tired lately. What was this Katniss Everdeen? What was this series? Yeah, the... Uh, Hunger Games. Yeah, are we headed closer to like a Hunger Games world where there's like the Amazonites or like the Metro people who have all the haves and they do their hair weird and they argue about gender and then there's everybody else who just has not and they send their kids to the games. I think that's what they want. But I don't I don't think all these geniuses the Noel Hararis and all the rest of them have like realized that people still do stuff. Like, they think, oh, we'll just write software to do everything. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, you're not anywhere close to being there where the machines and robots can just do everything that the the peasants used to do. It doesn't... Well, no, I'm with you, but Amazon isn't... They're, <laughs> Amazon is trying to get robots going, and they got a lot of automated stuff. But, like, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who live downtown who work at Amazon to do stuff. So is the goal to have people work for giant multinational corporations or be homeless? Is that like the is that the future? What is the what what goal is accomplished by devolving a downtown to that state? There was <clears throat> I don't know if they think they can get there by pushing in the same direction or if this is designed to be a children of men style. Ah. 
mm-hmm. pushback where then you get the overreaction and the authoritarianism the other way and then they think they can build it out from there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. It, I, I don't see the path forward for the like just continuing in this direction. It doesn't seem possible. So it's either continue in the same direction but use some big crises or civil war or something to kind of fully collapse it uh, but then it, then you, you don't have your technological wonderland then I don't you know it, there's <laughs> I'm sure there's a plan um, I'm sure that, you know but they at the same time there's a plan but there's also the the plan B that involves just going down in the bunkers and trying to blow everything up up top I don't know Come back out and open up the seed vault. Yeah, go up, go get the Nor- Norwegian seed vault. And it, you know, I, I don't think that's what's going to happen either. It's just, you know, the the idea that they can. What are they going to do? Are they going to just throw throw Trump in jail and just say, yeah, Biden won again. He beats he beat DeSantis by forty points. Everyone loves Biden. I don't know. It's. I mean, they could. What I mean, do you think it'll get violent at that point? I mean, that's what they want. I, yeah, I think the only reason they would do that is to incite the violence, to kick off the violence. And, and there's, there's a lot of indications that they are pushing stuff in that direction. I mean, sure. Uh, they're hyping up the. Uh, Oh yeah, he was gonna blow up the FBI with the nail gun guy and all the rest of that nonsense. But <laughs> that was a great clip on No Agenda when those two started talking about like, what is he doing with a? You know, he's a battery operated nail gun. He, <laughs> hold on, hook up my compressor. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to get shot with the nail gun, but at the same time, this is not a. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The whole the whole FBI under threat with yeah. one dude from a with the nail gun. But. If somebody's in my house, I'm gonna attack them no matter what. But I'm gonna be a lot less nervous if they have a nail gun. Like if they if I get shot with yeah. a nail gun, it's gonna it's gonna be terrible. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna enjoy it. But I'm gonna live and. I'm gonna get the nail gun away from you. <laughs> I don't think the the FBI or I don't know if it was the FBI that chased the guy down and shot him or if it was local or state police or something I don't know I didn't follow it that close but uh, yeah they weren't shooting at him with nail guns no 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 that was another thing we didn't cover it one of our listeners sent us an email months and months ago but this buffalo shooter the first guy he sh- remember the super racist buffalo shooter yeah the, the he was, but his goal first was the guy was a white lady to kill yeah the first guy was a white or, white lady first gal, yeah first yeah, victim yeah. But and the black guy he does shoot is working on a hydro car. What has YouTube videos about a car that runs on water? What? That's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts, but yeah, I, I don't. Have you seen any of those videos? I don't think he was. Uh, I did close I did. to any huge breakthroughs there. No, no, I did. I watched the videos. You just you you're talking about video quality wasn't good. I mean, I feel like I'm, I feel I'm like saying he was. That was the, definitely his the passion assassin project. The assassin was not hired by Ford. That's what I'm saying. 
But. Okay. Well, that, that was definitely that guy's passion project. Yeah. <clears throat> I, heard he was, I heard he was working on a documentary about sex trafficking. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after he was killed, he found out he was... He was gonna blow the whistle on the Clintons yeah he was there it was gonna happen it was going down thousands of sealed indictments yeah. well, I got one video to wrap us up and then we get out of here yeah I'm I'm ready two minutes oh my gosh what's happening can you hear that when it does that ding no, no. I, okay cool I hate when that happens. Like you hear the windows ding in a podcast. It's like, oh, it's always startling. Oh no, what happened? Your soul, that part of you that will live forever, either in heaven or hell, that part of you is dead, dead toward God. And that's the reason you need forgiveness. That's the reason you need for God to come along and justify you. That's what the cross is all about. And when he died on that cross, God laid all of our sins on him. He became guilty of murder, of lying, of adultery, of greed. All the sins that you and I have were laid on him. He voluntarily did it because he loves you. God loves you. In Titus 3, 5, it says, Not of works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. You are saved by the grace of God. Grace means something you don't deserve. You can't work for it. You can't pay for it. It's a gift from God. John calls it passing from death into life. You're no longer heading for death and destruction and hell and judgment. You're heading for a new life, an eternal life with God in heaven. There are three things that are important for you to do. First, you must repent of sin. Repentance means that you change your way of living and change your thinking. Be willing for a change to take place in your life. The second thing by faith and faith and repentance go together. You repent and you believe. Believe in Christ. You don't believe in anything else for your salvation except the Lord Jesus Christ. Then the third thing is to obey Him. Say, Lord, I know I can't live the Christian life, but it's the Holy Spirit that comes and lives through you and in you and gives you a power to resist temptation that you never had before and gives you a new joy and a new peace that you never knew existed. I mean, I don't. I don't know. No better way to end the show than that. Yeah, he was. A, he was a good preacher. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I knew it. I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> Just preached an amazing sermon. Yeah, but his son sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that guy. Don't do it, Andrew. No. The vaccine, no. Man. No, Andrew. No. This man was preaching salvation via Jesus Christ's Holy Spirit changing the direction of your life. That, yeah, I, t- I, I tend oh, no. to be on the Billy Graham was good side. I know there's a lot of yeah, he a said, Freemason and other stuff. Said out there, some but. weird stuff. No, no, no. This I don't I don't care about any of that, Andrew. 
this clip, this clip that Chris White put together and put out on Twitter is a good clip. It's a, one of the most succinct summations, beautiful summations of the gospel that I've heard in recent memory. So, yep, uh, that came from. Why don't I see Chris? I follow him on Twitter. I don't see his tweets. Oh, but yeah, you, he's not a flat earther, so. <laughs> Is trending again today, by the way. Oh, sh- <laughs> sh- sh- shocking. Shocking. So the thing you need to understand is like on the right hand corner, on the right hand side where it says trending, <laughs> is there a golfer? When you notice there's a golfer, you need to think to yourself, self, that's not trending for anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there was a golfer trending as well. Was there? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you just start thinking, like, wow, this advertising is pretty decent. No, Tiger Woods had a meeting to save the PGA Tour today, so he went out to the the tournament and got the you know the top twenty or twenty five guys together and apparently read them the riot act. So basically, if I turn down seven hundred million, you guys can get it together and. Stop donating. This work, yeah. Well, not take the live money. I don't know. AMC short squeeze, trending. Nuclear MAGA is trending. I almost want to click <laughs> on that. Digital ID is trending. Jesus is God is trending. I'm, I'm, I'm my algo yeah, is I've not too bad. Yeah, I've seen a lot bad. of those lately too. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, there's some. Twitter's has changed something pretty recently. Yeah. There's. They're messing with the trendings. Yeah. But I, I did, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, this person's really a man thing. Yeah, I've I've started clicking on hiding those <laughs> tweets. I'm like, no, you got the wrong guy. Like, you, I'm here for the flat earth, not for the <laughs> every woman is actually a man stuff. But. You know, you can tell, right, Andrew? <laughs> the earlobes, the, the shape, the, the, the earlobes, the shape of the earlobes, face. So they're drawing drawn diagrams that don't match up with the face at all. And there's it's proof Candace Owens is a man. It's like, like I literally saw her when she was pregnant. Looked like a woman to me. Yeah, saying. Well, it's, and it's funny too because it's you start looking around and like, okay, there are women who have masculine features that look kind of like a man, and there are men who have feminine features that look kind of like a. It's like. If you discovered that's that's why this whole like the whole man you want to talk about throwing a wrench in the works right as we're closing the show this whole evolution <laughs> thing like you just find some ugly person you're like look at this guy this is clearly some version of humanoid he was just about to well that that's interesting it's kind of I hadn't thought of it from like the kind of old school racist eugenics angle but there is some of that the the whole like shape of the face thing was a eugenics thing yeah where it's like oh the physiognomy or how right that's that yeah yeah yeah. you get you know there are some how do i put this Hmm. there are athletes today who are so big you know football players or basketball players or whatever and not really great looking you take their skeleton it's like look at this it was like a half Half gorilla, half half man, half ape, half you know whatever. It's just it doesn't make sense, right? 
Yeah, there was a... Uh, <laughs> um, it said uh, the, uh, the skeletal recreation, right, in the museum. Mm -hmm. It had the big old mm -hmm. dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And then it had... Oh, dang it. So space is fake. The Earth is... And you're going to tell me dinosaurs aren't real, too, <laughs> now, had, Andrew? It had the bone the bone that it was based on. Like, yep. one bone. It's like a constellation. And the animal that the the bone actually came from. And it was a rhinoceros. So, yeah. Was, yeah. No, there's... They lie about stuff, man. It's, I, got, I got a... A short but prepared words of wisdom. Oh! Not even prompted, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm standing up. I've been standing this whole time, but I'm standing. <laughs> so, one lie makes you a liar, but a liar never tells just one lie. So hey, just, I like just it. Think carefully about who you trust. And if if they've lied to you, you if you know they've lied, you know one time more than once. Probably shouldn't believe him on the other step either. So. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And at least Billy Graham didn't say, "Yeah, I walked on the beach with George W. Bush," like for political reasons. <laughs> I miss I, Billy Graham. I miss that he kind of denied that story. Yeah, he said, uh, "Well, I don't know, but uh, I don't remember anything like that." <laughs> I feel like you'd remember if the future president gave his life to God yes. on, a, on a walk on the yes. beach with you. I, feel I believe like you, so. I, feel like you'd, I you'd, believe that was a kind way of saying that did not happen. Yeah, but. I feel like you could, you could log that one in the, yeah, that, that totally happened book. I still remember what I was wearing Be that day. Because, but, yes, age. he was the future president, but he was also the son of the actual president. <laughs> yeah. You would remember that. Not the if it didn't happen, though. Got, they got an old saying in Texas. There's a, the footprints in the sand when there's two sets. Fool, Billy Graham. Fool me. Shame on. Shame on. Shame on. Never be fooled again. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I like Jesus, I think. Is that, am I doing this right? Aye, aye, aye. When's the next Skull and Bones reunion? <laughs> Three two two. What I mean is it all related to the flat Earth? According to you, is three two two like a code for the latitude of location of the secret hollow Earth Antarctica base? I I don't. I mean, I, other than it being significant to them for some reason, I don't know the significance of it. That's the thing. Nobody does, man. Nobody does. Nobody out there does. That's that's the day vigilant citizen gets kicked off the web. He, <laughs> when uh, he figures that one out, yeah, he'll, he'll be gone, kicked off the, off the, the planet. All right, man. Well, that's it. That's a wrap. It is now officially Thursday, as you said. <clears throat> happy We're wrapping Thursday it up. Morning to you, Tim. Happy Thursday morning to you. I'm um, happy Thursday morning to all the. Okay, never mind. Uh, I'll try and get this show out in the morning, morning. But I'm literally going to turn this computer off and go directly to bed because it's late, and then I got to get up and work out and take the the boy to school and do some stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I don't know what to say here. I am 
considering uh, thank you for the people that reached out to me wanting to know the location the url of the clothing resale shop um if you have my contact information feel free to reach out and i'll send it to you i have not quite figured out how i want to integrate that information into this show so i would give it more thought but those who reached out i do appreciate you and uh yeah let me uh let me kind of figure out my next steps so yeah but thanks to, it's cool that there's people who actually are like oh you guys are doing clothing resale i'd be interested i'll support you that way too so thank you guys for that oh very and, cool and i'll try and figure out another way to do it so but other than that i think it's uh time for bed andrew time for bed yep all right. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Out of the four million podcasts out there, thank you for listening to ours, especially if you're still listening. Now. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-